action. Don't laugh! This ain't reality TV! I take this action! That movie's stuck! Can we get serious now? It's the Fortress Film Society on The Chad Duke Show. I gotta say, so far, the most surprising part of the day has been we all have learned how uh, Smoky Mountain Joe Tannehill makes squid chips. Yeah. Which was... That's a recipe I could have lived without. I'm offended. I gotta say, I went... I don't know how he keeps that relationship, you know, open. <laughs> I mean, you know, you have a resource for something that you need. You always want to maintain that That's relationship. That's a great point, yeah. yeah. You don't want to burn that bridge. Like, every time there's a movie on Joe Likes, he lunges at lunges his mother's nether regions with a rubber mallet and a putty knife. Is, it, is that an air fryer, Joe, or is that a... <laughs> Like a cooking sheet with an oven, 350? Right. Well, not all recipes in the air fryer you need to preheat the air fryer, but some of them you do. I tell you what, I'm a, I've had air fryer. Where, what do we do before we had those? I have no idea. Waited a long time and had subpar home fried food. Donnie, do you have an air fryer? I do. I've had it for years. It's fantastic. It's amazing. Everything goes in it. Everything. Yeah. You can air fry a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Did you know that? I was unaware. Well, when you get home. Okay, <laughs> now I have a life goal for today. Probably so don't have to twist your arm, I'm guessing. Not so much. Boy, it has been a while. Welcome to the Fortress Film Society. Very excited. Church edition. Uh, this would be a late service. Sunday service, yes. Late service, <laughs> 11. Uh, and there was the mid-service, 9, and then an early service, 7 a.m., which I don't think I ever darkened mm -mm. the door of a 7 a.m. service. No. That's for your old people that want to get it yeah, out of the, the way. Older folk, I got to yes. check them boxes. Yeah, I, I think the earliest we ever made it was like an eight thirty because it was also the half hour between the two longer services. So like, we get it in. Did it your done. church put out the half donuts afterwards? No. So there it, were uh, no treats in oh, my oh, church at the United Methodist Church. You can mm -hmm. barely call it that. Uh, it's Cheaters Church times a hundred. You can, you, you can wear jeans. You, you oh. Absolutely. You, you're familiar, Donnie? Uh, I, I grew up in the Methodist I'm a, church. I'm a, okay. I'm a confirmed Methodist and a member. Uh, you can wear jeans. I was not. I wore. I had. To, I was allowed to wear black jeans. I couldn't wear dungarees. But uh, if you behaved, it was a 50-minute service. Tremendous. That's um, always the best. Sermon was about eight, nine minutes tops. Tremendous. <laughs> um, if you behaved, goat, you could go out into the big conference area where they had, I shit you not, seven billion donuts sliced oh, in half. Oh, wow. And you could have as many as you wanted. What? Yeah, I don't know how they did it, uh, but they did it every single Sunday after the uh, the 930 service, and uh, my brother and I would just sit there and uh, do fucking work. That is a, that is a massive upgrade yeah. over the end of Catholic Mass, where your treat is not going to hell, but still feeling shame and guilt sure, over everything. So sure. that's, uh, I would much rather have had a donut. And if you look sideways at a dong or in a pair of abs, you're going to fucking highway to hell. As much Good as night. Do. Good yeah. Lord. Who wants to live that life? Uh, I'm going to take a look at Frank Grillo. Do I need to say, say any more? I mean, why exactly. limit yourself? Yeah. Exactly. Um, anyway, uh, thank you for uh, joining us. Uh, Church bl chat. Bless you all. Yeah. Thank you for being here today. I am a, an ordained minister, too, so I don't feel blasphemous doing that. Uh, I'm shooed. Uh, Jimmy J is on the ones and twos. Can I get a hater boy, Jimmy hey, Jester? It's almost like, you know, an amen. <laughs> That's kind of like our, <laughs> our version of it. Uh, the Tube is here, who looks in better spirits than the last time I spoke to him. Hello, Tube. I feel really good about the people that showed up this morning. This is amazing. Yeah, this is the biggest audience we've ever had for this show, I think. I and saw John Page in the parking lot. I was like, you like the show this much? And he's like, <laughs> it's fucking 10 in the morning, dude. And then he went, no. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, then <laughs> just strolling by. <laughs> I thought I was washing my hair. I thought I heard the phone ring. That ever happened to you? All right, call me. We'll talk about it. 
Yeah, uh, it's a good it's a good group. Loud Goat is here, fresh off uh, Loud Goating it up last night. I saw you uh, for Ant Man's birthday party. Goat, it was a good time. Yes, it was. Uh, it was an honor, I would say, to be included in the festivities out uh, with the family and friends last night. It was very cool. I would also like to say congratulations to the nuptials we saw take place last night, uh, where I believe we all were witness to the marriage between Ant Man's brother and a bottle of vodka. I think was, so. Uh, oh. I think it was uh, death do them part, and I'm not yeah. sure which one was going to go first. So I think I know. Um, yeah, that was pretty wild. Ammon's supposed to, he's the only one that claimed he was going to be here today, and then, shocker, he's late. So we'll try to muddle on through. A uh, big up, who brought food? Orgy Beard brought food. Joe brought his special chips. Who else brought John Page stuff? brought John Page, Corey Reed is here. So thank you to guys for being here. If you'd like to try uh, Joe's squid chips, just uh, go ahead and DM, uh, DM him on Instagram. He'll give you the uh, recipe. Yeah, you got to keep that quiet. Really gross. Do you, do you have to shave first? Shave first? All right, we won't get it. We won't get into that. Yeah, I think it depends on the varietal that you're trying to make. So. Certainly, for, uh, yeah. varietal. <laughs> goat dropped the goatism last night. He said something I didn't even fucking have a clue. Usually, when goat drops one of his words, tube, I could piece together what he's trying to say. They're uh-huh. reasonably intelligent. Last night he dropped one. I was like, I, you just gotta tell me, bro. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I, b- I believe it was aqueous. That's the word. Yeah, that's, that's not a fucking word. word. <laughs> What's well, the dawning of the age of aqueous? I believe. <laughs> I think it's my, nice. my favorite fifth dimension song. Was really he singing karaoke? No, ironically, he just was. Uh, he just was uh, just humming along in the corner. I think flexing the pipes a little bit. You know, <laughs> of course. Uh, God, I think it was your turn this week, was it not? Uh, it was my turn to pick a movie. I believe the last movie chosen was. Oh, it, how long has it been since we've it's done this? Been, I think it's been close to a month. Uh, I mean, yeah. the holidays came around, and then there was some uh, calendar. Special, rearranging special episodes sure. family trips etc well that's the, the, the one family the thing that everyone needs to know oh, that family it, trips for one man sure yes. very consistent uh, tube is going on another vacation Can't so wait. that's why we're here uh, Sunday morning God as, awful. as I always say fuck all of you <laughs> Um, also, if you're going to be at AEW on Wednesday in Raleigh, hit me up. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. As I always say, me, 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 <laughs> me, me. Uh, I think we're putting this up Tuesday, so that'll be a yeah, quick turnaround. Sure. But uh, that'll be fun for everybody. Did you see that video I sent you of uh, Daniel Bryan, the American Dragon? I watched William the Regal? first few minutes of it. I, Fantastic. I wanted to carve out some time to actually enjoy that to the fullest. That was yeah. 2001, by the way. Yeah. And it looks like it was videotaped in 1967. It really <laughs> showcases how far independent wrestling has come. As, as far as really their digital archiving is concerned. Yeah. William Regal, though, man, he's a treasure. Oh. I, that guy will never get the mainstream appreciation that he deserves. I met him once, could not have been the, the, a nicer fucking guy on the planet. That's too. what I've heard. It's such a relief whenever you're dropping wrestlers that you've met or interviewed and you say how nice they are. Yeah. Like when you said that about CM Punk, I was like, oh, good. Couldn't be I'm a nicer so guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have I'm all so the shit people glad. talk about. <laughs> I got to say, Rob Stark, this, no one cares. Rob, Rob Stark, one of the reasons why he'll always be a close personal friend is we were at a. Um, Whenever we went to WrestleMania, they did a cocktail party afterwards. And okay. They'd bring talent in. And so, like, the great Kali would just be standing by the bar. Just wandering around. Yeah. Uh, and I know Regal was going to be there, uh, but it was very crowded. Triple H came in, um, and it was, like, the whole room. It's very odd, like, when someone like that walks into a room. Right. Because it almost, like, it felt the in- the intention was sucked to him. Like a gravitational pull sort of thing. It must yeah. be hard to be him, too, because I think in every room that he goes into, like, that's going to be. And it was WrestleMania. Um, but I, I felt a tap on my shoulder. I turned around and Rob said, I have someone that I know you wanted to meet. And it was just William Regal sitting there and he allowed Rob Stark to walk him over to meet me. Wow. 
And he couldn't have been nicer. Wow. And I was Holy drunk shit. as shit. I look very much like I do now. And I, uh, I took a, a very nice picture with him. I just said, sir, I'm such a fan of villains. And you're just such an incredible villain. It's you know, such a hard thing to master. He's like, oh, thank you very much. I appreciate that. That's cool. Any particular matches you like? And I'm like, ah, ah. all of them. Yeah, it was one of those. Uh, it was a quick sidebar. Anyway, uh, William Regal, good. Um, Agreed. You're Concurred. Yeah, sorry. Yes. By the way, me. Me. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Daddy. You were saying? Uh, the movie, the movie that we watched. Yo, um, yeah, the movie. Yo. Like, we we got a the movie update. Holy shit! This week. We can't. I don't think we can talk about it. I think you, air, can, like, can you can tell what it was. It was a it was a text from Oafman. Yo, Yo Oafman. Oafman, like don't take screen caps of my dating proclivities <laughs> and send them to Tube and Dukes. Oh no, the movie. Oh no, I, I guess sent Othello. A, a slew of screenshots of a Tinder profile. Yes. Oh. And there was, I would say... I haven't been on Tinder, so I don't know how it works. I, I don't really get it either. It does seem like it works like porn, where it's like up at the top, you check your proclivity. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, I like this. There's or I like a filter. This. Yeah. Well, apparently, the movie left one box checked that I think most people would uncheck. Oh. Uh, so there was a naked dude, and... Uh, he was standing at a waterfall presenting his haunches. Hi. And uh I sent it to us and I said, Hey man, like why the fuck are you sending me this, <laughs> this picture? Was, it was like ten thirty in the morning on a Tuesday. And like, he goes, Thanks. Yeah. He goes, This is from the movie's Tinder account. <laughs> I just fucking started laughing. Suggested for you. <laughs> First of all, why is he sending you this picture? Secondly, why are you it was it's funny. It's like seven layers of confusion. Yeah, especially <laughs> people that don't know that didn't listen to that one show that four hundred people listened to five years ago. <laughs> Okay, uh, your movie. I'm sorry, too. Uh, we watched Unhinged, uh, starring Russell Crowe as Man, which is yeah, right. <laughs> the best part of those credits. Now. Well, that's how they view us nowadays. Well, I, he, I think he introduces himself as Tom Cooper at one point, but I guess it's a fake name because okay. he's just credited as Man, both in the end credits and on IMDb. And if you pause on uh, Amazon Prime on the X-ray thing, oh, it yeah. comes up and goes... <laughs> Man, okay. I did not. I did not pick up on that. Yeah, that's always that's always an intriguing little sidebar when you're watching something on Prime. When he goes to yeah. the Hall of Fame, hopefully that's under. The, you know, you have to pick the team. Hopefully he goes in under Man. Man, yeah. uh, directed by Derek Borte and from 2020. This was actually, I think, the first wide release back in movie theaters in August of 2020. I remember seeing ads for it being in the theaters. It was one of those movies that I bought uh, the same time it was. In the theater, so I think I paid like ten bucks for this okay, thing okay. when it first came out. Still not a bad move, by the way. Uh, there's still a couple movies that I'm waiting for to hit that, like that on-demand price. Just because, just even for time, sometimes just to oh, completely save, agree. Yeah, save like you know an entire Saturday trip to the movies um, or what have you. But it's a pretty simple premise. Um, it's a case of road rage that goes to the extreme. The main character is a I guess like a newly divorced or divorcing woman. Yeah, in the process, kid. yeah. Um, she seems to be just having uh, one of those shitty mornings and honks at a man at a stoplight who turns out to be absolutely fucking insane. Not and just then, honks. I mean, it was, it was a <laughs> yeah. little more. Well, yeah. she, she aggravates him. The only reason I bring that up is my wife does what this woman does sure. in this movie. Oh, and really? I, I've told her a thousand times. She flicks people off. I'm like, you have to understand. Mm -hmm. Like... You can't. There's ramifications that work differently for other people than they do for us in civilized, you know, walking upright world. So, th this one, t I actually, the whole time we're watching, I'm like, hmm? 
<laughs> I'm using it as like you kind just, of a. You're the kid sitting in the back seat the whole time. Trying to use it to make a point. point Mom, too, shut up! Yeah, like, like, I did. I did appreciate pretty early on when she was just talking about everything that was going wrong and how everyone was out to get her and her, her like 12 year old kids like didn't you didn't you sleep didn't late you this also, morning yeah, yeah, didn't yeah. you oversleep mm, yeah. <laughs> just the kid the 12 year old kid is the voice of reason throughout most of the movie um but it it turns into really like a slasher horror movie about halfway through so i think the trailer doesn't even do it justice um because pretty some pretty jaw dropping kills uh, throughout, and he's basically just terrorizing her for the rest of the day, the rest of the movie, um, going after family members and uh, just stalking her wherever, taking cell phones. Um, so I, I would I would label it as a horror movie. I the I, I know this is ridiculous with the movies we talk about in here. Mm-hmm. It, it was kind of it, it's one of those. It, remember um, when the Joker. They, he tried to allege that the Joker wanted to be put into the jail in the Dark Knight so, so he, that he could yeah he could blow up that yeah. guy and like well how did he know he wouldn't blow up it's like he he was just too many places the machinations sure. seemed impossible we're gonna talk yeah. about the Matrix on this show where people can run up walls and like you know yeah we're plugged into <laughs> right, machines like, exactly I can suspend disbelief there's I really liked Russell Crowe in this movie like I thought it was not a role that I was used to see him playing and absolutely I think the, his build and just the way he was on screen like he was very menacing but there were times where I'm like how how the fuck would this is a guy in a truck like how would he be able to do all the things he's doing right now there's a, well, a couple of moments like that yeah there was definitely some uh testing of suspension of disbelief right. throughout there were more than a couple eye rolls um I think the one the one thing that might have gotten me the most was the minivan he ended okay, up driving. Sure, um, using it as a wrecking ball and having almost no damage to Rosie's minivan seemed a little bit implausible. But other than that, within the context of the movie, I was like, oh, okay, I guess I can I can let this roll. It was like up there with the A Team van as far as how much damage it could take and still keep going. And also his willingness to like. All right, now I'm slaughtering everybody. Just you immediately. Know. <laughs> well, so they set that up with the little opening vignette. I actually thought that it was going to build from a completely innocuous confrontation right. into him becoming unhinged. They set up with a, a thing before even the opening sequence where he's just rolls up to the house, I guess, of his ex-wife. Yes. Or, and he's got a hammer and a bottle of gasoline or a can of gasoline. And he just busts open the door and murders two people and then blows up the was house. Was that necessary, do you think? I think it it was supposed to be like the start it of his kind of rampage, set the stage for how completely off the rails he already is right. because otherwise I feel like you would have been maybe it might have been hard to go along for the ride that one little traffic incident would set this guy off. They could have done flashbacks. They could have done a little bit more weaving it in sure. during the movie. But I think they wanted to just get it out of the way and go, this guy's bonkers and he doesn't care right. anymore. I think it works for the audience and, and, and like creating tone right away because you see him just, he commits atrocities in the first 60 seconds of the yep. movie. And then when she's, it, you, you see her, then you don't see him again. And for the next 10 minutes, you see this woman and her son and they're late and they're in traffic and all this shit's going wrong and then they pull behind the truck that you see at the beginning and you're immediately like oh, okay here yeah. we go like this is this is where the movie begins and the little news report had said it was commenting on you know two people died and a house exploded and the suspect is in a gray truck and apparently has a history of substance abuse problems and they have a whole oxycodone sub uh sub thread there throughout the movie i guess as well like an opioid addiction thing i I would think though and this is just you know again i'm putting too much of myself into it (laughs) i I think the most 
with it could be any like you're not going to run into this guy, but you could run into somebody who's, that turns out to be crazier than you who's thought. lost everything. Yeah. And I think if they, there could have been a big reveal somewhere three quarters of the way through the movie before he goes completely off the fucking rail, right where you realize, oh, my God, he's this guy. And you already know that. And as soon as he and she interacts with him, he's like, you're already in a spot where, oh, my God, he's a killer. I, I just think it would. I would have found it more satisfying if we didn't know he was capable of that level of violence I can see until that. later in the film. Yeah, as, having that be a big reveal as opposed. Well, although then do you lose that tension in their initial traffic confrontation where he goes, "All I'm asking for is an apology," right, right. and you know there's something under there. Does it lose that weight that's there? You know, between their between their but words. The second somebody says that to me, hey, sorry, yeah. I'm really sorry, absolutely, so sorry. You yep. want some money? Here's yeah. some money. Here's if 20. somebody is willing to roll up next to you in a vehicle and roll down the windows to have a a chat oh, with I'd... you about something that happened in traffic, I'm more than happy to demur immediately. Yeah, I never roll like... the window down. Whenever someone does this, nope. You just go. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's, did it's, the hands up bit like sorry? It's broken. Duke's yeah. a hazard thing going on <laughs> yeah, over here. Yeah, I can't get I the door uh, open. Uh, yeah. I, I think the reason like revealing right away works for me is because then we get the next whatever it is, 55 minutes of just violence. Just right? bonkers. It's just him yeah. killing people. Like one. That, that's why the movie works for me. Is is there's really no lapse. It's just one crazy moment after another. That is where true. I feel like it could lag for a bit, or I'm just sitting there. If we're waiting for him to turn. I really think that's what it would be is, okay, I know, I've read the You've seen the, the trailer. Summary. I've seen yeah. the trailer. When is the good stuff going to happen? And because we see it right away, you get the rest of the, the by the way, a tight 90 minutes, yeah. tight 90. You get the rest of whatever it is, 75 minutes of just carnage, which is why I'm watching this. Yeah, I think the movie itself is actually only like 83 minutes long. God bless. And the, and the credits, the credits were surprisingly long because I was looking when the credits came up, I was like, oh, an hour 23. Well, that was delightful. Yeah, I'm surprised the director isn't in jail because it seems like that's a fucking law now that it needs to be at least two hours. <laughs> yeah. Um, Russell Crowe's, his like anger in this is so palpable. Yeah. Like his just fury. Um, it's one of those movies where I always feel this way about There Will Be Blood, which I think is designed that I don't want to take this to compare it to There Will Be of Blood. Of course, of but course. when there's one guy giving one performance, everything else kind of melts into the background. And that's to me, that's what it is for, for him in this movie okay. where you're like, wow, first of all, it's it's always fun to watch Hulk Hogan leg drop Macho Man Randy Savage and it's fucking Maximus, you know, acting like a complete asshole, um, <laughs> which is, you know, I used to seeing that, you right. know, so that was fun. And I, I thought that... Um, if for nothing else, even if people don't like this movie for whatever reason, because it's uncomfortable at times, to be oh, sure, yeah. it's certainly worth watching him at this point in his life turn in this performance. Definitely worthwhile. Yeah, he's played, he has quite the range. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's played some affable kind of bumblers. Like, I don't know, was it, was it the good guys or... Knock around the guys, the nice guys, nice the guys. nice guys. Yeah, that one I actually enjoyed. But he plays, you know, a guy with a mean streak, but he's also kind of a, you know, do 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 do. Well, like he's down he's, on his luck in he, he's PI, out right? The, the yeah. Shane Black dialogue in that movie too. So that's is that that's who's he out. in that movie with? Ryan Gosling. Yeah, who's in Fracture with Anthony Hopkins? Which, yes. By the way, everyone should watch Fracture. It's a good movie. Noted. Sorry, put that down. But, um, but yeah, that's the. <laughs> but in a movie like this, you see, like he does have more of a range than I think he might have gotten credit for for a very long time, and especially you know, it's it's not to be understated the impact of his physique on this role yeah. is you know it, he's not pretty Russell Crowe from way back in the day. He's not you know Adonis shaped Russell Crowe. It's like you can go okay, this is now every man Russell Crowe. He's been a, he's been heavier for a while yeah. now, but like he's like heavy like me in this movie which is 
Why? It's interesting to see. But yeah, he but had a weight coach. Did he really? So it, I, I would assume that means that he to put on the weight. Role. I don't believe you. I mean, it was, it was, it was in the credits. There was someone credited as Russell right. Crowe's weight coach. Yeah. That's bullshit. <laughs> yeah, was it was it R B? Yeah, was that the initials R B? Yeah. Was, was it peanut butter? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a chance that maybe they came to him because of the way that he was built out. I'm not saying that he made this impressive transformation, but maybe someone was working with him to maintain a certain shape without becoming total. Go, go watch his interview with Stern about two years ago. He's he's one, you know, BLT or bag of Joe's mom squid chips away from being this size in this fucking <laughs> show anyway. Um, and he's like, I think, I think he's working to take weight off now because aren't they moving forward with the, the, the next Gladiator movie? Him and Ridley Scott? I, I feel like, like I saw a headline about that. Well, or during all of the talking that Ridley Scott did this year. A lot of talking. Yeah. Well, a lot of, lot of angry talking. Yeah. He was part of, he was in the Snyder Cut, and I wonder if that was old footage or part of the reshoots that yeah. they did. Yeah, you look good there. Do you guys, did you ever see the, the Tom Cruise vampire movie or the Frankenstein? What movie was he in where he was a monster movie? The Mummy, and he played <laughs> right. Dr. Jekyll. I so didn't, I didn't see it. Did you know that he was supposed to be the Nick Fury of the MonsterVerse? The Dark Russell Crow? Oh, really? It was called yeah. the Dark Universe. Was what that was billed as? Visible Man, uh, all those guys they were going to do, and huh. he was he was supposed to be the the Sam Jackson, like the going, ringleader. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that would. I think that's a really cool idea. They just couldn't make a good movie out of any of those. I was going to say, that's a very League of Extraordinary Gentlemen kind of thing. Spent some time with that the other day. Yeah. Uh, revisited it. It's on HBO Max. Ah. Um, I don't, I've never seen the movie. I read the comics. I've is, never seen the movie. It yeah. Great. It's <laughs> something. Uh, <laughs> I watch it. It is a movie. I get upset, Dottie, because like, like, this is cool. Like, this could be so fucking right. cool. And like, it's Connery in his 60s, but he's just whipping everyone's ass. You're yeah. like, oh, I like this. And then Tom Sawyer shows up for absolutely no reason. <laughs> I I think I read somewhere it was just to appeal to American audiences. Oh, just to add something yeah, but that everybody got, could relate to. Like That's... they got Captain Nemo's really cool in yeah. that fucking movie. Like it, there's there's something there. It's a horrible movie. Like bad, bad. But there's like something there that like could have been a lot of fun. So I, I only learned recently that apparently Connery took that movie because he turned down the Matrix Reloaded. Okay. He was supposed to be the architect. Which is oh, the most? Wow. He would have been oh, really good, in right? That. And and he turned. Well, the it architect's down. pretty great. He, yeah, he, he turned it down because he couldn't understand the script. Which guess what? Twenty years later, no one's no one <laughs> yeah. watched that script. I have no idea what he's <laughs> who made the movie. Yeah. I just rewatched that scene again. I still have yes. no, fucking, no idea fucking idea what the architect is saying. But he took that because he was. I guess he realized like, oh, it was a mistake. This movie made a bajillion dollars, yeah. and so now I'm going to take the next sci-fi action project that crosses my desk, and it Aww. happened to be. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. It's bad. Um, there's this one part in The Architect. I mean, we all know where Neo's sitting there. and They have all the other Neos behind mm-hmm, right. him who came before. And there's this one where ne- The Architect says something to him, and the guy in the background just goes, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's like he flicks him off. The very angry, like, <laughs> tooth-induced middle finger. That's when you know my, you really mean it. I laugh my ass off every time I see him doing that. There's about takes on YouTube of Keanu Reeves filming all those other little oh, panels really? okay. where he's just screaming and cursing like a fucking madman. Holy they're, shit. Yeah, that's a lot of fun to watch. What were you talking about? Uh, unhinged. Oh, okay. Russell Crowe got big. Yes. Uh, and, and the Dark had Universe, a Dr. Jekyll. Right, right, right. Okay, yeah. He's going to be Nick Fury. And here we are. Yep, yeah, here we are. Um, I like movies like this. Uh, Goat, it doesn't feel like everything else out there. It's also kind of pulpy. Um, yes. Violent. It feels like we're kind of leaving a lot of this stuff behind for a lot of story of us and fucking crying and are we going to have this baby shit? Um, so, I love good car action. And that's, yeah. This oh movie my God. has that I, I, amazing car action. I, uh, well, my... Uh, my 
kind of thought process during this. I, I wondered if there is any sort of requirement in whatever jurisdiction they live in to have brakes on your vehicle. Because mm. it doesn't seem like anyone has brakes on their vehicle <laughs> or obeys any speed limit whatsoever. Kind of plowing at all. through things. Yeah. Like the the one that really caught me was the guy in the hoodie at the gas station who okay. came out to help. He gets hit by Russell Crowe's truck. He gets knocked into the street, and he's there for a good three, four seconds then, before a mid-sized I mean, sedan comes in and it, barrels it, over him. It was like a scene from Final Destination. There was no brake screeching. There was a was this person not even looking? Like were they just this man sitting here in the road for some time? He's very blatant with his violence too. Like, oh There's yeah. cameras everywhere. Oh yeah. Like how would this not you not have been run down by this? He's point? sitting in the restaurant and drives a fucking butter knife through into the, the back of back Jimmy Schmidt's head. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that was rough. incredible. A lot of getting. I, also, it would seem to me to be very difficult to reacquire your target if you're getting out and like having a meal and going about your day. But well, don't forget he had the tablet in the car. It's true, yeah. tablet. He's way better with those things than I was. Um, <laughs> uh, what did you think, Daddy? Would you give the? What was your score for this? I, I loved it. Um, I, I don't think it would work nearly as well without Russell Crowe or someone of his, you know, stature, mm -hmm. his, his talent. But the brutal kills and. The car action made it a total blast to watch. I think I had to pause at one point to, I don't know, get a beer or something and realize, oh my God, this movie's almost over. Like, didn't check my watch once yeah. because um, it was high energy and it was, you know, self-contained and that's kind of what I want in movies right now. And, and I really can't... You're not looking for the man franchise universe to come back or... You know, I'd watch another the one. The man prequel <laughs> where you yeah. find out what led to the uh, opening vignette. He's even bigger. R Russell Crowe is basically like a suburban Jason Voorhees in this movie. And when he's just like walking through houses, stabbing people and burning people, like we get these amazing, you know, slasher-esque kills. And guess what? Not one utterance of evil dies tonight. So, like, this oh, is the God. kind of movie that, you know, I would rather be watching than Halloween What kills. about 750 million evil dies Exactly. Tonight? Does that make the movie better? Somewhere like, in hey, between. Like, hey, Blumhouse, yeah. it's possible. You could have made this movie. So, uh, I, I gave it a four. I, I, I texted everyone. I, want, I didn't want to, obviously, poison the well and talk to you guys before mm -hmm. the episode, mm -hmm. but I told a lot of people this week to go watch it. It's it's I think it's free on Prime right now. It is included on Prime, yeah. Oh, I, is it really? That's yeah. Cool. I, I think... The thing that might stop me from giving it a four and stopping it a three five is I don't know if rewatching it would be as fun, and I that just might be getting in my own because I think a lot of what was most enjoyable was seeing what was going to happen next and having that suspense of how it was all going to play out. That was what really kept me on the edge of my seat, knowing that it was short and sweet. Well, not exactly sweet, but that you knew you were going to get to the finish line and what's going to happen that kept me on the edge of my seat so i but i would recommend this to anybody who likes fun movies who likes things that you know occasionally you get an eye roll out of disbelief but also you're never going to be bored you're always going to be entertained and if you enjoy a movie like this at all don't hesitate to check it out if you haven't. So I would say a three and a half is where I meet out for that. Want to give a big verbal nod to Corey Rita, who I didn't even, of course, solicit for donations. Thank you so much, Corey. I appreciate that. I don't want to have to pay Jester out of my own pocket. Uh, very, very generous donation over the top. If you want to donate, you can. ChadDukeShow.com. And you just click the donate tab. You certainly don't have to. But Corey with a monster donation. Thank you so much. And uh, we're not able to drink alcohol for you today, unfortunately, as much as I would like. Well, I guess, Jester, are you having a... Jesus Christ, Chester's <laughs> drinking? Chester, what's going on, buddy? I'm 
chocolate. Oh, that's just yeah, not chocolate. chocolate. Yeah, of course, of course. I would love for Jesse to drink those ra- fucking ratchet ass seltzers that are still in the back <laughs> from all the holiday shows. All right, there you go, Corey. You're enabling a father to be an alcoholic. Excellent. Um, and then a verbal nod to Danny Diaz, D-Man in the house, absolutely, with a, uh, a donation as well. Thank you, D-Man. Appreciate you too as well, my guy. Um, the uh, critics did not like this movie. Shocker. They're not a lot of fun. Uh, 48%. Audience, 77%. Yeah. Which uh, is much higher. It's right in there for me. I'm only going to gonna give it a three and a half just because I don't know how I would give this movie a four with some of the other fours I've given out. But like Dottie said, I would Russell Crowe by himself is worth the whole three and a half and definitely uh, telling people to check it out. I like the length. Uh, the premise is great. I, I think we uh, were talking about something the other day where I, I appreciate when people can do. You mentioned a slasher movie. Like, yeah, put a weird mask on the guy, give him a unique weapon and have him slowly walk behind a bunch of co-eds like that's rinse, wash, repeat. There's nothing different about this than a Halloween movie or a Jason movie. The same basic premise, but it's it feels completely unique. I, I liken it to Hancock when we, we watched okay. that movie. I don't know if people love Hancock, but superhero movies are so fucking beaten into the ground, and that one felt fresh to me. Well, and also having it be a regular guy who just lost his mind, yes. that makes it maybe even a little bit more terrifying to a degree than most slasher movies. Because sure. a slasher movie, you can go, oh, well, that guy's a monster. Okay, yeah, fine. That's leather face. Yeah, this man is coming to kill everybody, and he can't be stopped. But this guy, well, I might have honked at this guy at a light at some point in time. I might have cut this dude off in traffic. Yeah. I better watch my ass. As right. long as I don't end up in this house in the Texas <laughs> Plains, I'm going to be okay. Exactly. Yeah. I could, this guy could bump into me on the you know Fairfax County Parkway on the way home. I mean, sure, there is some moments of suspending disbelief, but when it's like, when, when they're, when they're, providing you know some explanation for why he's doing this yep. it's like he's a disgruntled worker that got laid off he has a painkiller prescription that he's like overusing he he's divorced like these things have gone wrong it's like well i hear about that happening to people yeah. all the time and that's why i think it really works as you know and the, the tagline is it's cheesy it's he can happen to anyone right <laughs> man uh, can happen a, to anyone yeah man keep an eye out for goddamn man, man. <laughs> The, the opening sequence with all of the clips that were both, I guess, some of them were, fi- were filmed and the other ones were real social media clips or other news things with the, you know, the fights and the murders and the voiceover, that all did a really good job of setting the tension as well. Because it really did the whole like, oh, you know, anybody being nice to each other is going away. Manners are de- devolving at a, at a great at a great clip. And that's there was a great little sequence there to bridge you from single guy we're watching blowing up a house to yeah society in general might be yeah. a little bit more rude than it's ever been before have you ever seen road rage you ever seen somebody losing it like get out of their car and yes it's horrifying it hasn't been me thankfully but yeah. yeah um but it's also it's so odd to watch because we're so used to being in our little cars and kind of being sealed in when you watch first of all it's, it's so fucking dangerous you know you get out you could get killed immediately but when you see someone that angry yeah. it's very difficult to well, what would i do could i ever get that angry so I've never seen anyone get attacked by a shark. You know, I've never seen anybody get hit by a machine. Right. So mm-hmm. there's kind of the, some of that. You don't have to suspend too much disbelief because I've seen someone kirk out and do something insane in front of me while I'm sitting in a fucking car waiting mm-hmm. for a light to turn green. So I think they had that working for them, too, where it just felt very relatable. Yeah, more yeah. relatable than a lot of other premises, I would say. Oh, look, our house is getting assaulted by people in porcelain masks. Well, I've never seen that happen to anybody. I think I'm okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that's all right. I've never eaten chips based on someone's mother's genitals until today. Okay. Um, so we all enjoyed that movie. That was a good movie. Good movie, Dottie. Awesome. Picked a good awesome. movie. Uh, and it is it is Loud Goat's turn? I believe so. Indeed. Excellent. Or, yes. 
<laughs> yes. Yes. It is indeed my turn. Yes. Uh, I was looking at the movies that I had been meaning to watch for the last couple of years. Gonna watch Miracle <laughs> again. Yes. <laughs> well, that one I knew I'd seen, so I couldn't pick that one. Right, I mean, uh, and, and uh, 2019's Synchronic. That okay. was a Netflix. It came, I believe, direct to Netflix in 2019. And as soon as I saw the trailer for it, I said, oh, let me put that on the list. And I haven't gone back and watched it yet. Uh, and as I was looking for things, this is sort of a, it's a thriller, drama, sci-fi. It's got, it might be trying to do too many things at once right. in that regard. Sci-fi, mystery, thriller, that sort of thing. It uh, stars Anthony Mackie. And, Falcon. Yes, uh, and Jamie Dornan and its two New Orleans paramedics' lives are ripped apart after they encounter a series of horrific deaths linked to a designer drug with bizarre otherworldly effects. Ooh, otherworldly. Mm-hmm. So, yes, the trailer kind of started off very... It's mysticism. Yeah, you're ready for this, and then it kind of takes a left turn and gets weird. And I was like, well, this looks sufficiently weird without being too weird the weird thing is i haven't seen synchronic but the one that came 10 years later synchronic 2001 oh I yeah have seen that's that a banger Snoop Dogg and yeah. um uh, did, does it say ghost or demon or like what the, do we know what the, uh, alien like what's the otherworldly part do we know? I, I didn't dig too deeply on on what these were going to be because i try to avoid having anything too much revealed okay um but it looks like it's sort of uh maybe in your mind like it looks like it's sort of a reality bending sort of situation. All right, the guys uh, who made this movie—it's two different directors. It's Benson and Moorhead, right? It's two guys. Yeah, they, they uh, make the wine coolers. <laughs> Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead. They're and- doing the Moon Knight TV show. Okay. Uh, they're not the ones that, what is that crazy fucking time loop movie that we watched? The Endless. Did, did they do that? Same guys. Okay. All right. That, I like, I mean, that movie was fucked up. It's it's really cool. You ever see that thing? I have not. I saw that as one of their biggest movies before this one came so out. So we didn't so. do, what, did I just watch that? I think you just watched it and we might we might have talked about it off air because I had seen it. Yeah, that was not a choice for the movie film society. Yeah. There, there's parts in that where I'm like, oh God, this is, they do things with time loops that are, are hard. Yeah, watch that movie because that one was my backup. If you guys had seen this one, so because I'd like to watch. I watch that one again, and then I'll watch this. From, one. from what I understand, there's like some shared universe type stuff. That like Synchronic isn't a sequel to The Endless, but okay. they they might have some, some overlapping. Nods. Yeah, some some nods is a, is a good use. All right, this ain't gonna be a fun watch. If it's anything like, <laughs> I mean, this ain't gonna be fun. And, I can't well, wait. what I read was a few of the comments I read was that this is their most mainstream. Oh, good movie. I like. After their first low-budget one, and then the gigantic endless, and I said, "Okay, well, I'll go with the mainstream one for accessibility on the film society." I think they made a Tentacle Woman movie too. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, Tor's not here. So. Uh, yeah, that's a shame. We'll let him pick that the next time. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it has seventy-nine uh, percent from the critics on Rotten Tomatoes and seventy-six from the audience, which Good. I felt was a nice uh, balance there. Uh, and these guys kind of are on their way up, right? Like they're. They do seem to be yeah, gathering I mean, steam. They, yeah, they have and a, if, a Marvel TV show. If now. These weirdos are doing Moon Knight. Like that's gonna be because Moon Knight's weird as shit, as we all know. So that could be pretty fucking good. I'm yeah, I, I think when they when it was, it was announced that they signed on, that definitely piqued my interest. Right. Okay. Yeah. So it could get wacky. It could be mildly uncomfortable, but it also clocks in at an hour and forty, which is nice. just over the ninety minute mark. So it's, man- it's manageable. All of these factors seem to work for it. So hopefully, we'll enjoy a movie. Cool. I think I'm with you. I'm gonna I'm gonna rewatch the Endless as well. Yeah. I mean, look, it's, it's been a years. it's a very specific. I I don't know how like if you did you watch Dark? 
Yes, I watched Rem- the first season. It reminded me very much of Dark, you know, like kind of a weird time loop movie. Um, those are hit or miss for me. Like, I, I enjoy them, and I, I kind of enjoy being percolated, not mm-hmm. really trying to... F- but sometimes I'm just like, I don't want to think this much. And then I'm like, I can't believe, how did you fucking come up with this? Like, how long right. did it take you to how, put together how this? How many drugs have you done? Yeah, like, yeah. how do you keep all the timelines, the, you know? The Endless, far better than Tenet. I mean, I could say that. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's not even close. God, Tenet is so bad. I know. Someone brought that up last night, actually. And so long. I had forgotten that that movie existed. Was better, <laughs> Tenet or The Matrix of uh, Rickshaw, whatever uh, the fucking uh, shit we just watched was. I don't think that's Tenet's the more, subtitle. Tenet's more fun to watch. You think? There's better action. The, there's good action in It's Tenet. two hours and 45 minutes long. I'd still... Re- it's it's nicer to look at than The Matrix Resurrections. Way, I said way nicer The Matrix at. Resurrections looks like the UPN optioned a fucking Matrix show. Aww. They got six fucking episodes in and said, fuck it, and then they just crammed them into a movie and released it out into the wild. So apparently Lana Wachowski didn't even storyboard the action scenes. Well, it looked like it. Yeah. They I just, mean, I'll give her credit. They just showed, they showed up, up and they said, showed up let's on go. Set and, all right, let's do this. Or right, you run up a wall. We'll play some dubstep. We'll just fucking wrap this up. These people are stupid. <laughs> Who was I talking to? Oh, God. Ant-Man's drunken fucking hysterical brother. Uh, <laughs> apparently, he loved that Matrix movie. And he said, why didn't you like it? And then I listed every reason why I, I didn't yes, like it. Yes, I, I, was there for I it. saw that exchange. And it was, uh, I was like, well, here comes the bullet points. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and it was, there was no counterpoint. There well, was, his counterpoint was, did you watch the Animatrix? And I was like, okay. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate that. I did 25 years ago. Well, and if I need to watch that cartoon for this movie to be good, you can go fuck yourself. Um we didn't talk about it on the show. Do you want to get into it now? I guess so. So, but anyway, but yes, Synchronic, available on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Goat. Uh, when did you watch The Matrix? I watched the night it came out. I watched it this past weekend. Oh, Christ- you did? Christmas. Yeah. I watched it on Christmas. Oh, what a gift. Yeah. What a gift to unwrap. My God. No family to hug? No. Um, it was actually amazing. We don't want to go down this rabbit no. hole. I start pulling out the phone and reading the text messages I got from this yeah, man. Yeah, I had a little bit of a Matrix Refresher film festival during the week leading up to watching the newest one. Uh, I had seen the original Matrix many times. Sure. Uh, I had only watched Reloaded once, mm-hmm. and I don't know that I ever actually saw Revolution okay. because right. I had walked away after Reloaded going... I'm okay not seeing how this ends and just letting it live in my brain. That surprises me. He's a hater. Yeah. Goat's a hater. You a bit of a hater, I would say. Um, the Reloaded is my favorite of the three. I, I love it. I, I love. There's so many. The fucking fight scene in the courtyard between all the, the when the Agent Smiths first start pouring out, I think is the best fight scene in the whole fucking three movies. Um, the French Chateau scene is awesome. Love like, that. Oh, okay. Fucking amazing. The, Merovi- the weapons. The Merovingian is a yeah. 10 out of fucking 10. Like, I love the Merovingian. Uh, once you get into revolutions and he's stuck in the train station for 20 minutes and then it's a lot of Zion. Yeah. And- There's still enough of that movie that works for me. Which I also uh, Revolutions. Oh, okay. I, I, along with you, I love Reloaded. Love I it. think Reloaded is fucking great. You should rewatch it, Go. I did. I watched you it. You feel the same way? Yeah, no, actually, I enjoyed Reloaded a lot more than I did the first time I watched it. And I thought Revolutions could have been shorter but i didn't hate it as much as i was expecting to back in the day i mean i was a little i don't know the whole thing with the architect when i first saw it maybe i just wasn't paying close enough attention it just baffled me more than intrigued me but watching it this time uh in this past week i enjoyed it a lot more i felt like it really kind of expanded what the matrix was supposed to be and giving that backstory i i guess it just hit my head a little bit differently than it had before. The only I, thing I didn't like about Reloaded, I'm sorry, no, Dottie, is doing all the work and having to split the money three ways. <laughs> I don't remember that part. But. It is true what many of you have heard. 
You're saying nothing. I'm sorry. It's a cheap joke. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> I think it I think rewatching those movies now, they're they're definitely I think they're good movies on their own, but I think it helps that that you're revisiting them now when we're so I know it's everyone says oversaturation, superhero movies, all that shit. But like going back to just R-rated, like adult, high-concept science fiction, right. was fucking great. Yeah, like I had just seen you know Spider-Man and and everything else that had come out over the fall. It's the same reason I love Dune so much. Is Dune is really like science fiction for grownups. And, it's not candy coated in any and, way, and that's yeah. that's kind of what I want nowadays. And that's why those first three Matrix movies still. Really work for me. And the first but do you, one, do you like Children of Men? Yeah, I like Children. See, of I Men. fucking hate that movie. And I think the difference in between the two is you keep because I always hear that sci-fi for adults, like it's more gritty. It's like Interstellar, all that. What's the fucking movie where Matt Damon's on Mars? The Martian. Uh, the Martian. That movie that fucking yeah. can fuck itself forever. Yeah. But that's what I'm talking. It's that genre. The Matrix is fun, Dottie. Like that's a fun fucking yeah. And my biggest beef with Ed Boon is is that he created Mortal Kombat and all those different characters, and all he wants to do is make DC fucking. Com I'm like, dude, you created your own universe. You don't need to play anybody else's sandbox. That's true. You created your own sandbox, and like the Matrix created its own world of superheroes that was way cooler than the way a lot of superheroes morphed around. That's why I always, whenever they would leave. Um, the Matrix. I never was as interested. I think yeah, in it never is. In yeah. Revolutions, it's mostly it's almost all real world. Yeah, quote unquote. a lot of burlap yeah. shirts. Um, yeah, a lot of heavy knit sweaters. Really Looking heavy knit. Heavy -knit like, you're in the center of the earth, and it was probably really warm down there. <laughs> um, I, I interrupted you again. I apologize. Well, just it, it was it was refreshing. Where yeah, sure. I mean, some of and, and some of that high concept shit does go over your head. I still I'm not gonna lie and say I know what the architect stuff is all about. Right. Uh, and even the end of that movie where. Okay, so what is Smith doing? Why do the machines have a problem? But then there's a really cool fight at the end, so that kind of works out. It just, it, it was nice to not have a joke every 90 seconds in an action movie that I'm watching. I mean, that's why I really, really enjoyed revisiting that. God, movie. it was nice, and I didn't even think, that is yeah, really there well put. There weren't a whole lot of zingers. I like humor, like I, especially in horror movies, to like bleed off some of the tension. Yeah, but Jesus Christ, it, like they write as many jokes for Ant Man and the Wasp that they do for fucking, you know, Hot Tub Time Machine. Yeah. Now it does, I don't, <laughs> I don't understand when that happened. I guess people like it though. I mean, they're writing for dumb people. The thing is that I think the writing for superhero movies used to be a lot smarter. Like if you go back and watch some of those early, the first ten years, and now you, the, the, I keep saying the script from, from No, the last Spider Man movie. It's like you're writing for three-year-olds. I think they're dumbing mm. them down is that, you know, they become more ubiquitous. Well, they want it to remain accessible for everybody or as many people as possible sure. without having to have done all of your homework. So that's a weird balance that they're really, I think, starting to struggle with because you don't want to alienate people who've never watched any of the movies, but you also don't want to make it completely smoothed over that's for people really who have paid attention for the last, you know, 15 years. That's a right. really good point I, so. I didn't think about it that way is it guardians of the galaxy that kind of set everything on that course well the thing is if you're gonna hire a guy that is primarily known for being on a beloved comedy like i mean if you're gonna bring in eddie murphy to be you know in beverly hills cop he's gonna he can be an action hero but he's gonna tell a lot of jokes yeah mm -hmm. and so the chris pratt's gonna be your main protagonist it was then okay here's batista he's got to be a walking fucking punchline like gamora's got to be zinging like how many different like Rac rocket raccoon and groot are both comedic relief yeah and is batista and it's like 
Well, Guardians of the Galaxy are kind of the comic relief of the MCU at that point. I guess when they came in, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. It's like that, and, and that movie was a smash hit. When I don't think, as but many that was still new, though, don't you think? That was the, it, it was, was before everything had to be a comedy. I, I, I'm wondering if that was the the starting point for everything else having to be funny. I don't think there's a laugh. The only laugh I can think of in the Matrix Two is when they're getting off the fucking hovercraft, and there's that little sycophant twink kid, mm-hmm. and he goes, "I want to carry your bags," and he won't let him. And the other the switch, and then Link, I don't, Link, Link, Link is like, "Link, Here, yeah. you can carry you can mine." Carry he's like, "I think that's that's a joke." It's like, "Oh, okay, that's yeah. kind of amusing." The only other part that I laugh with my teeth out is when he goes, "If you could have not the ability to speak," and then and then Agent Smith leans in and goes. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, and his mouth seals shut, and I fucking shoot a load in my pants. <laughs> That's another part about this new Matrix movie that is so unbelievably fucking horrific is that Hugo Weaving is, and I know Hugo Weaving does the bit where he's in Lord of the Rings and he says, "I hate Lord of the Rings." Like right, he kind of is known right. for that. I'm moving on with my life. Please stop asking me about it. Can, yeah. you, can you at least find a guy with an interesting hairline? Can you can you at least find a guy that has a face that you remember three seconds after you look at it? I mean, the motherfucker they replaced him with is the most generic androgynous yeah. looking fucking dude I've ever seen in my life. He's good in Mind Hunter, but I, I mean, I I'll take your word for it. Really need he doesn't really work in action. Well, but movies. yeah, he's he's also not playing Agent Smith in Mind Hunter. So, yes. yeah, yeah, so that I think You're is- going to play Darth Vader. I mean, Agent Smith is on everyone's list of like the greatest villains of all time, mm-hmm. greatest movie characters of all time. Like that's a huge do you remember the blowback there was for like Han Solo? Like they, they cast somebody else as Han Solo. How the fuck could they do that? Right. They bombed accordingly. I don't know. Maybe I'm stupid, but I put that character on that same level. And they yeah. just kind of haphazardly fucking cast a random dude. Yeah, I wondered if they were going for subterfuge where they were like, oh, well, maybe if, if people see Hugo Weaving immediately, they're going to be like, oh, well, that's clearly Agent Smith. But if you see this other guy, you can kind of maybe think, oh, is that is that Agent Smith hiding in the... In the new shell that right. the Matrix is rebooting. I still don't understand anything about that. The rebooting and the and the original one. I did. How much time do you spend reading about the original three Matrix movies? Um, I watched a or I read a like a couple of articles about Reloaded and Revolutions. It's tough, and I, I never really understood it until this past time. And it boils down to the reason why Smith was so powerful is that Neo was actually the one, and it was balancing the equation, and so that's why they had. Okay, that. that's the whole architect's entire yeah. thing. And the architect wasn't looking at Neo to actually be the one; he just was looking for it so they could keep you know repopulating Zion and going through the same thing over and over again. So that's why it took place and it got out of control. Nothing about what happened in the new one ever made any sense to me at all. And I kept being told, we well, need to watch it again. I'm like, well, no, I don't. It's not good enough for me to watch yeah, again. Yeah, exactly. I thought about watching it again as I was watching it going, I, you know, I almost feel like I need to just to understand what's going on. And and then I thought, well, there's so many other movies in the world. Do right. I need to watch this one again? Or maybe I'll give it like another 20 years like I did with Reloaded. I'll wait until 20 years from now and I'll come back to watch Revolution or Resurrections. I think Lana, first of all, the Wachowskis retired from filmmaking. They were just going to do TV shows moving forward. Okay. This was like several years ago. I think when Jupiter Ascending crashed and burned, which I couldn't tell you a fucking thing about was that, that movie. Was that Channing Tatum? And Mila Kunis. Wow. I Didn't he have like laser skateboard, like laser roller skates? Dude, I couldn't fucking tell you what that movie oh, was. Oh, yeah, about. I remember that. I, I, saw, uh, I saw Cloud Atlas, no clue. Um, that's the Will Smith movie, right? No, there's like a it's like an ensemble cast. Yeah, Tom Hanks it's, is it's in like it. like three and a half hours. Isn't What's the it? one Will Smith's like, in with his kid? After Earth. Oof. That was M Night. 
Oof. Yeah. <laughs> that was when M. Night was in the dark yeah. times before yeah. the Empire. That's yeah, a still having, still happy yeah, for me. Cloud Atlas, <laughs> is over, Cloud Atlas is over three hours long, yeah, right? Dude. And it's got a bunch of different people that may or may not be related across different timelines happening in different eras of human history in the past, present, and future. And it's... I watched, that sounds terrible. I watched about 20 minutes of it as it came up on you know the scrolling through channels one day, and I said, what is even happening? Oh, I don't want to watch this. So the no. last couple of years, they've been much more interested in television and or like producing, but not actually writing and directing movies. Okay. And I think what happened here is, I, I think, Chad, you told me Warner Brothers, it's, it's alleged that Warner Brothers were, was going to do this with or without them. That is what and, I read. Yeah. I, I, think, I heard that in a, in a movie. I think Lana Wachowski said... <laughs> You know, you want your reboot? I'll give you your fucking reboot, and just they they kind of haphazardly. Just poop this out. I don't believe this. that. I don't. You think that that she tanked the movie out of spite? I don't think she tanked it. I just think that she didn't put the the passion that maybe she it's once your had towards contractual the obligation album as opposed to your yeah, debut exactly. album. I think Keanu should have stepped in. I mean, if there's one person that could have. I mean. Who has more power in Hollywood right now than Keanu Reeves? And I read all the, the feel good stories about how he donated his check and, and maybe he does more good for the world if he's in a bad Matrix movie. Maybe. And, you know, some charity gets $20 million. Well, but also, especially you say power in Hollywood, who has more power coming into a Matrix movie? Than yeah, you're the, not making than Neo. it. If he's yeah. not in it, you're not going to fucking make him. Maybe maybe you make a miniseries. Here's a new make, Neo. Yeah, you're not yeah, going to. Okay. Right? <laughs> just the direction they took. Here's in. Jeff Bezos as Neo. <laughs> <laughs> He's having, a, he's having a run for himself. I mean, you know, if you're jacked in, you'd like to be that guy, wouldn't you? I wish they would have gone back and had fleshed out Joe Pantaleone's character a lot more. Right? I love the idea of, I'd rather eat steak in the Matrix than yeah. sit here and eat this fucking gruel well, then, out in the real world. I think like, like maybe like two or three years ago when they first announced this reboot, you and I were somewhere and we were talking about what yeah. the movie could be. And and we said, you know what, you know what would be great? That... How is this coming back? Why are we even getting a new Matrix movie? And like the idea of the the cult of Cipher, where mm-hmm. you know you assume that at the end of Re- revolutions, all of the humans are unplugged, and all of the humans are or there's there's a group of people that are like, well, this fucking sucks. Put put me back in, right? And like that could be the conflict in this new one is, is yeah. there's this this group against whatever the resistance became. Remember, they're not all unplugged. They say the ones that want to be unplugged yes. will be unplugged. Yeah, sure. They actually say that at the end. At the end so, of re- at the end of revolution. We right? would have told yeah. to take that red pill and shove it up his ass. Like he's got a great scene there. I want to be someone important, like you know an what, actor. You know what they didn't learn from? They didn't learn from uh, the Skywalker saga. It's like Star Wars should have moved away from the Skywalkers. Mm, they okay. have so many stories to tell. That Matrix universe is big and girthy. I mean, there's so many different like yeah. submissions that could have been taking place. Guys like running around doing like you could have done it whatever you want, but you went back to the well, and with that comes great burden of expect. Oh my God, it's you know Trinity and Neo back doing a movie yeah. again. And I think one of the things that worked against it for me right out of the gate was I was immediately trying to figure out what was going on, right. as opposed to just going along for the ride. Like the first Matrix movie, you sit down and you're like, Oh my God, what's happening? Oh wow, this is oh oh. And then the mystery gets revealed and the layers of the onion start to get peeled back. And that becomes intriguing. In the second and third movie, you've got the conflict of the humans dying, being fought by the machines and all that stuff. But you're still kind of you're almost more focused on figuring out what the hell the Matrix actually is and where it all came from. And that starts to take the forefront. That was in the front of my mind when I started watching this one. So that sequence where... Bugs is watching what was supposed to be Trinity's 
opening sequence in the first Matrix movie, you're like, oh, wait, what's happening? Oh, is this real? Is this fake? Is this a replay? Who's talking? Who's seeing what's what's laid over? And then you see things like the Anderson's restaurant for those who like the taste of shit or whatever. And it was like there was a you would looked way deeper. Into there's this a than giant sign on the on the rooftop that says Sabor a Mierde. And it's like the taste of shit. Okay. It's like, I'm like, what? What is this? What's going? Who put this in here? How is this? And so I got sidetracked by all of that. Yeah, but did that happen when you were watching Inception? You had no fucking idea what was going on in no. that movie. And that, but the, exactly because I had no preconceived notion of what I was going to get out of Inception. But you weren't sitting there trying to figure out what was going on in Inception. I know I fucking was, but not to the degree of I need answers because I've been given some answers. It was, it was. I had no. I don't know. I was kind of like the last season of Lost. Okay. Where I was looking for answers out of this last Matrix well, movie as rem- opposed to... Do you remember when... What was the... Fucking Christ. The Woody Harrelson, Matthew McConaughey show that everybody watched. True Detective. Do you remember... Yes. Do oh, you yeah. remember the idiocy... The, the, the fucking way people would pour over every it, detail it, of yeah. that show? And here's a clue here. And this is going to... This is the Yellow King. And then none of it actually it, mattered yep. at the end. I, I just feel like we we are holding entertainment hostage because we look too deeply into it and absolutely that is definitely i that's that's on me for coming into this everybody with that expectation and i'm usually one of the people who likes to just let what's happening on screen wash over me for some reason this one i i went in because i had just watched reloaded and revolutions again i was kind of looking for where it would go as opposed to just letting it go where it went. Davis said you should do that too and I don't almost don't think you should because if you're watching those movies and first of all this movie doesn't look anything like those movies it doesn't feel to me anything like those movies yeah it just doesn't look like a Matrix movie well it's his rebooted perfect Matrix after meshing with the machines I guess it looks like shit yeah why would the perfect Matrix look worse than the and then every time they showed you something from the original Matrix movie it looks so disconnected for me at least from this movie it was like like um, there's a scene in uh, uh, I can't my brain. Um, Clint Eastwood is a secret service in the line of fire. Okay. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> there's a scene where they're trying to show Clint Eastwood as a younger man, and mm-hmm. it's a picture from him from Rawhide. <laughs> and you're like, what the fuck? That's, you're like, that, wait a that's second. That's Rawhide. <laughs> and so you're immediately like, well, that's not Clint Eastwood as a younger man. That's Rawhide. That's Rowdy Yates. What are you talking exactly. about? And yeah. that's that's what it felt like every time to me. They went back and tried to show Yeah, I can face. see that. Absolutely. It was almost jarring. I mean, it wasn't almost jarring. It was jarring to see that old, you know, greenwashed. Oh, tint of the of so inside the matrix. And when new Morpheus is shitting on the way old Morpheus talked, I'm like, "What are you doing? Everyone loves old Morpheus. That scene is the most pivotal scene in the whole goddamn franchise. When he's sitting there in that weird fucking S and M outfit, hands him the goddamn E. That's that's a bummer because I I really like that actor that um, he's good played Morpheus because he's in uh, he's in the Candyman reboot. He's awesome. In is that he movie. Candyman? Okay. Uh, it's Kind of, sort of. But he's he's a great fucking actor. He's in something else that's going to be coming out soon, too. Um, I think he's, he's probably... I liked him, now. but half the script but, seemed to be yeah, him shitting on... It's, it's, I, yeah, it's a bummer that he didn't really get to work his chops as much. Because well, that's the, true. The script yeah. is so weird. I, yeah, I didn't necessarily see it as... I, I didn't see it as him shitting on, on oh, previous please. Morpheus. I didn't. I just... I, I thought it was, you know, more him... Admitting that he couldn't live up to what was there before, or like I, mean, I, didn't I guess get it that makes sense that because because he's a program like he 
has the sense that he knows better than like humans and like, can operate differently. By the way, what is the fucking? There's a term for it in films where there's like some mechanism where it, it can fix everything. Like it's just Deus, it, Deus, Deus ex, ex machina. Maybe it, yeah. it was too easy that like oh you can just turn into Rubik's cube man and yeah. I can go anywhere I want. Like we'll solve all this shit then. What are we doing here? We're breaking <laughs> these two people out. Fuck it. Yeah, I think, and that's where there was so much new technology revealed. It's like, oh, we don't have to go to phone booths anymore. Hey, new we can technology. do this. Uh, yeah. Like, and they the got- train scene, goat. The train scene was too fucking bright. Not enough combat. They had the balls. The, the motorcycle highway scene where they build an entire fucking overpass. Yeah. And it's the greatest chase scene, action sequence, where they're flipping up on top of Morpheus is on top of the fucking tractor trailer fighting the ages. Yeah. They did a motorcycle chase scene that is one one millionth of the quality. It's like, hey, bro, yeah. you think I don't remember the one from the old movies that you cared about? And now I'm watching this horse shit where Neo just holds his hands up like he's fucking raising the, the roof. force field. Yeah. Fuck right. off. Before you tell me he's not the one, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even get to that. But all, of course. All right. Of fucking course. Sorry. It was them together. One. Well, I'm sure it's them together. They were the one. At the end when he's standing behind her. With she's the like, cat? I'm going to cut your throat and I'm going to rip your nose off. And Neo's like, oh, I'm going to tuck my dick back in between my black pants. <laughs> Fuck that movie. One out of five. Yeah, I, I, I wish it wasn't made. <laughs> it just bums me out. It's like, I mean, it, it's the same level of like Halloween kills where I'm like, Fuck it. I would be better off if I didn't watch Halloween this, Kills you know is I mean? depressing because now but, but here's where it's depressing Halloween Kills is more depressing than Matrix in my opinion is that Halloween Kills was a success and they're making more of them and they think people liked that one because everyone went to see it during a pandemic ain't nobody want another Matrix movie they're not gonna do it so it's no. like I guess you're right the Ghostbusters who you gonna call like everyone has a burr up their ass about that fucking movie I'm like I don't care yeah. like, it, it, it's, it's never, over now it does not change the way I feel about Vigo he is the buzzing of flies to me like I <laughs> it, I don't get you know that wound up about it although did you see that monster debate on whether or not it's going to be included should in, include the, in the, the gift pack yeah the box the, set yeah people just have too much time they hey, have way too much time what's on one more disc if it never comes out of the box Whee! and goes into the player yeah, then it just go. sits there forever <laughs> i like playing disc golf <laughs> that's the way that it would go uh do we want to piss then come back and do our, our things is that cool that sounds good yeah let me find it let me see if i can find it over here problem is, is that i haven't used the piss break in so long that it's very difficult ah here it is all right, we will come back. Everybody that is uh, watching, thank you, uh, live on Facebook. Smash that like button if you don't mind. We do have some donations that we'll say thank you for coming back as well. We'll get to all of our uh, movie stories, and I asked the boys to check out. Well, Dottie actually saw it before I did, yeah. but uh, we all watched Antlers, so I yes. wanted to share a couple of thoughts on that as well. Let's go alleviate some pressure.
yeah. <laughs> Bathroom breaks kick ass. Ready two and two. Over there. Goes everywhere. <laughs> oh man, that is a shot fired. What are you drinking? This is a uh, maple pancake seltzer from Three Birds. What the fuck? Uh, Goat keeps calling it the butter seltzer, if I recall. This was tried on air, right? Yes. Yeah. I believe my my There's one left. My one phrase review was: "There's butter in there." <laughs> was it good? Not really. What's my maple pancakes? That's a good sign, right? What time is it? Uh, it's twelve. I guess it's if afternoon. You're football at a bar, you'd have yeah. to be right now. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's all of them, bro. <laughs> um, this is better than. No, it's not. Never mind. I was gonna say it's better than the Bud Light Fall ones, but it's pretty much on par. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, 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 we we have already reviewed them. Uh, terrible. There. there was there was one left. I figured I'd do everyone a favor. Thanks, man. Yeah, you we are we do appreciate your sacrifice. Yeah, of course. Yes. Joe, can you bring Jester up another one of whatever the fuck those are he's drinking or whatever horrible hot flavor chocolate. there is? No, I know, but if there's whatever horrible flavor, there's no more hot chocolate. I think there's some like neon sour ones back there. Well, he doesn't have to drink. I mean, he can drink those if he wants, but neon sour. I don't know, man. Yeah, there's a Bud Light neon sour seltzers. <laughs> I have no idea. Oh boy, fucking absolutely horrific. Sounds, oh. sounds great. All right, so we're done with the piss break, right? Yes, I hope so because we're last still time, we're sitting here at the table. Last time no. I checked. All right, we're not pissing anymore. <laughs> That's it, and done. <laughs> Made a grand declaration. Thanks for stopping by. Have a wonderful, have a wonderful afternoon. Um, couple of things. One is uh, nobody liked the the video. I asked them all to like the video in the chat, and there's like three likes. Well, the good thing is nobody really tuned away as we were pissing. So Now that, that's an to, achievement. We're able to keep that core audience. I well, people that. with multiple TVs, they're getting ready to watch football. We're on in one corner, right? Just, just like screaming about the Matrix. <laughs> just, just, just like real men on an NFL Sunday. Um, all right, so we want to talk about this uh, Antlers movie. Um, there's something, I think this is a larger conversation, but I wanted to at least uh, roll it by you guys. Mm. Uh, Shutter Island is on Netflix, and um, it's a Martin Scorsese film yeah. mm -hmm. uh, with uh, the Hulk and uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. And, oh, yeah. Ben uh, Kingsley. Ben Kingsley, yeah. who's fucking great in that movie, by the way. Like, awesome. I feel like Ben Kingsley, after Gandhi's kind of gotten a rap where he, like, he'll just do a couple of Niro and just take a fuck paycheck, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, he's great in that movie. He might be the best part of it. Yeah. Also, uh, Rorschach is in that fucking movie. Yeah. Jackie Earl Haley, I think yes. is his name. He's great. Yeah. Uh, the demon from Fallen is in that movie. The guy that's in uh, fucking Law and Order SVU or whatever, I think. There's a lot of people in that movie. Uh, Drew Carey's uh, cross-dressing brother from the Drew Carey show is in that movie. He's a guard. Oh. Remember that guy? I had forgotten. He's that, great. That, yeah. I think he's the clown from American Horror Story also okay. with the Ooh, fucked up grill. That guy's like scary. Anyway. Um there's the, the only reason I bring it up is there's movies where there's a, the whole movie's leading up to a crazy twist. Yes. Right? Sixth Sense, you would say, all those Shyamalan Blah movies, seven. Um, and this one certainly is one of those. Mm -hmm. And I, I think there's like they fall into two camps. There's ones that are infinitely rewatchable, even with you knowing the twist. Absolutely. And ones that after you know the twist, why the fuck would I ever watch yep. this ever again? Where does that movie fall in? I put it in the first category because I have actually watched it a couple of times. Right. And... I think it's one of those ones where 
even when you actually when you know what the twist is you can start to see the little nuggets throughout the movie i think you pay more attention to those little clues and hints and so that becomes a reward for rewatching as opposed to oh well i already know how this is going to end why am i bothering I've seen it, I think, at least three or four times. I have it on Blu-ray. Um, I, a lot of it, I think, has to do with the fact that it's a Scorsese movie, so it looks good. It looks amazing. And it, it's, it's you know, a yeah, it kind feels. of... It's yeah. kind of a, a rainy, dark, 1950s detective story yeah. on this, you know, Asylum Island. Like, all of that is, like, for me, like, a recipe for success. Just something that I will enjoy watching, whether there was a twist or not. So it, it really works for me, and I, I've revisited it. I think the last, as soon as like last year, I rewatched. There's it. There's some tough scenes in that movie. There's you know kids getting killed and Nazi stuff, and it's sure. just like, there's some rough stuff. So like th- to me, that, that's not as enjoyable. But whenever he's kind of go, I don't want to ruin it for people if they haven't seen it because you really it's w- been out for ten years. Uh, yeah, right. but still. But there's stuff where like yep. when he first gets to the island, there's a part where Ben Kingsley says, "Well." It's more likely that she probably drowned on the rocks and like shoots Leonardo DiCaprio a look, like trying because, you know, they're trying to get through his malaise. And there's a lot of that stuff that yeah. you pick up as you're watching it. But I'm with you, Daddy. Like, I think I don't, I've never watched Unbreakable again. Um, I just, not that it isn't good. It's those movies are very slow and they just don't, they're not as watchable. And I think that like Seven, I've known that the, the twist for Seven my whole adult life right and I've, I've watched it i've probably watched it 35 times absolutely and i think part of it is whether the build to the reveal is constant right or if the reveal pulls the rug out from under you from what you've been seeing for the last 90 minutes to two hours and, and that one is what that's the latter yeah and if it's a complete 180 on what you've invested in then you're like oh okay well thanks for that but i think shutter island the journey is enjoyable and it doesn't ruin what you've put into the movie over the last over the previous two hours i love finding someone who's never seen scream Hmm. and watching it with them and watching them try to figure out who the killer is including and and that was me at one point watching it with someone who had seen it before and just trying to guess oh it's it's the principal it's the dad it's the boyfriend it's dewey and that movie you know once the reveal hits it's never going to be exactly the same when you right. watch it but but i love rewatching scream right. because everything about it is is also everything else about it is is good and it's fun yeah. it's it's fun it's it's quick and it's also cool to look at just like to me shutter island kind of delivers in the same way if just for different qualities yeah it doesn't rely on the reveal for the entertainment exactly yeah those aren't twists though you guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like, yeah, like a, yeah I, get to, I get what you mean. Well, that's the Shyamalan we're, we're, bit. Is I guess the, we are coming from a place where Shutter Island, the, the whole movie relies on this twist to be like a successful movie. 12 Monkeys has a huge twist at the end, but yeah. I don't feel like you need to know that, that you can watch 12 Monkeys yes. all the way through. Sure. and still the get, there's, there's great dialogue. There's great interaction between all the characters. What's going on right. is still fascinating to look at and see. The game is the best example of this that I can give you, the Fincher movie, where uh, it's Michael Douglas and Sean Penn, and you okay. don't know if he's playing a game the entire time. And I've watched the movie 700 times, and I know what the fucking twist is just because it's so slick and fucking cool, and it's well-acted and well-cast, and it, there's so many great scenes in it where you're trying to figure out what's going on. Um, that's 
rewatchable, but Shutter Island is such an extreme ending. Like it's such a, a huge yeah. pull the fucking, you know, cloth up over your head. Now you can actually see what's going on that. I don't know. There was a lot of people. I tweeted that out earlier today. They were tweeting me back. No, I never watched it again once I knew what okay. it was. But they they would say things like, well, if someone, like what you just said, Dottie, if I was watching it with somebody that hadn't seen it before, that's fun because you can okay. watch that's them try fun. to put it together. Did you see the reactions to the new Scream movie are kind of leaking out? I'm seeing good stuff. Real so positive far. stuff. Okay. Yeah, real positive I mean, stuff. that's talk about being guarded after. I was, I was just talking to my chick about this last night because we were talking about the new Scream, and I'm like, well... After the last couple reboots that I've gone right. through, Halloween Kills, Matrix Resurrections, I gotta be honest, little gun shy. I'm, I'm pretty yeah. fucking nervous going yeah. into this one. Yeah, but Scream Four wasn't bad. I love Scream Four. Yeah, and that was a full. That was not a sequel. I mean, that was what is it? 10, 15 At years. Least Ten years. It's a long time after Scream Three. Totally so. new cast for the most part as well. But Wes Craven, I believe, was still alive at that yes. point too, and no longer is. So that's uh, there's that. Uh, John Page is in the building, and he donated anyway. No idea. Thank you so much, John. Appreciate that. Dottie's going to gesture as an alcoholic. Are you drinking? Mm-mm. Oh, thank God. Oh, my God. John Page is drinking a beer to himself. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, John. Very, very generous. You got Jester some gas money. Then our buddy Mark Borger is watching. Always, always very generous. Matched John dollar for dollar. Very, very John nice. John Page is joining the me club. <laughs> Swear to God. It's spreading, by the way. Jester's vir- a virus is <laughs> spreading throughout the room where the alcoholism is becoming more and more rampant. Um, all right. Uh, the movie was, uh, what was the movie? Antlers. Horns. Did you ever watch Horns? Yeah, love it. Do you like Horns? Awesome movie. Yeah. I was talking to Goat about Horns. I'm reading all his books now. Uh, Stephen King's Kid. Uh, Joe Hill wrote that. And okay. he, he wrote Nosferatu. And I'm reading uh, another book by him. And it just reminded me how much I liked Horns. And I kind of want to go back and read that book now because I felt that movie got shat upon needlessly when it came out. I like his, he's French. It's Alexandre Aja or Aja. Um, he made, he made Crawl. Which okay. I thought was fucking awesome. You loved that movie. Yeah, I really, really like it. Uh, it's a did. Linkin Park bi- biopsy. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I said I said biopsy. Biopsy. <laughs> I technically, he, that's true. Well. I, I thought he said crawl. Crawl. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow, the that, Conqueror. What a what a no, that's call. That's call. Crawl is the uh, the ninja oh, with star the with the claws that come out. What was that whole thing? I don't even know. You know how many times I walked past that VHS tape That's when exactly. I was at Errol's? Like, what the fuck is like, Crawl? I think this was free to all cable networks for a good decade. It was on every hour of every day on and then some channel. Crom, which is, of course, the god from yes. Conan, the barbarian. It's a hell with you. Like, it, nice nice prayer, Conan. It, it's a great curse. Like, if you're just, you know, like, ah, oh, Crom! Yeah, it's great. Like, I do like I used to get Crawl and Chud mixed up because they're just both with weird ass names okay and if you're a, a fellow then you're just in love with emily crawl but <laughs> that's the that's the back and, of the and there we are the back <laughs> of the fucking rack i believe that's the top of the pyramid even the audience even the audience in studio and then the way you get back at her is you, you fart in her office that's, that's the only thing that i remember about that uh ew stop farting in my office i'll never ever that's burned into my fucking head we were doing that in the workplace can you fucking imagine <laughs> Yes. Oh. Yes, I can. <laughs> Ew! <laughs> All right. We would hold farts up in the office and run downstairs so we could oh, fart in our office. That's that's hostile. I, sh- I should have been fired way before. <laughs> that, that is that is so hostile. I got a decade of fucking it's diabolical. It really was just awful. She did not deserve Let's that. Just but. go down the punch list. Well. All right, I won't get into it. Okay. It's a movie show. Movie show. Movie show. When you're dating somebody and you get the biggest office in the building and you don't deserve it. Let's go ahead. Let's calm down. Everybody calm I saw down. a movie about that one time. <sighs> Antlers directed by Scott Cooper. 
Okay. Is the the movie uh, of of this segment, I guess. That is it. Uh, when it. You saw it in the theater, Dottie. I did. I saw it, I think, in early November. Um, and you told me unceremoniously, and this is crazy because Dottie knew I wanted to see it. Mm-hmm. Because uh, the trailers look horrifying. Like, the right. trailers look really good. Dark and, like, the creature and the thorns. And you're like, oh, what the fuck is this? And Guillermo del Toro's attached to it. She's like, oh, he's going to make something scary with a squid mouth. Fucking yeah. Be able to kill vampires. I mean, like, all yeah. that stuff. All that yeah. Stuff. Um, and I, I didn't hate Out of the Furnace. Uh, I didn't particularly care for Black Mass. Like, this, Scott Cooper's made some other movies I thought that, like, had a lot of potential but didn't necessarily... I, like, those are movies that I've seen but then I don't really remember right. about or I forget that they exist until someone brings it up. Gotcha. They look they looked good. All of his movies look sure. good. And I think this movie, like, for what it was trying to do, looked good. <laughs> Dottie told me not to watch this movie. Specifically. Said, and it's very rare he says, just don't watch it. That is true. And I immediately thought, oh, woke bomb. Like, this is just going to be about how dudes stink and oh, we should all be warning. shot under the moon. Okay. So I, I, I took his, I took him at his word. Uh, but then it, it popped up on demand. And uh, the wife said, hey, it looks scary. I'd like to watch it. So I said, okay. And the uh, the reviews are actually pretty good for it. Mm-hmm. Um, watched it tape to tape. And uh, it didn't set the world on fire for me. But I also didn't dislike it nearly as much as okay. I thought the tube did. And I go, you hadn't seen it. So... Um, I'm very interested to hear Goat's uh, reaction to this movie because you. We'll start with yours. Why? Why did you hate this movie so much? It was because I had really big expectations. Okay. For it because that trailer is so good, and I loved when it Fantastic. played in front of other movies. And this is one that got delayed a bunch. I think we were passing the trailer around like pre-lockdown and everything. Sure. Okay. Um, and and then it got pushed back. This is supposed to come out like two years ago. I think it was originally slated for like 2019, um, or maybe early 2020. And I was like, great, big, scary fucking monster movie. That's 60% what I want. Uh, critic, 68% audience. Okay. The clock's in it. Like a, 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 a surefire monster movie is almost always going to get at least, you know, like it, it's going to get a smile out of me. I'm going to enjoy what I'm watching. So I went in there ready for that, ready for some cool creature violence, you know, some big, big reveal, seeing a lot of these kills and stuff like that. And I was really, really let down. Um, Actually, I was I was telling someone the other day about like some of the most disappointing movies of last year, and this definitely makes that list. Um, walking out and just being really really let down by by what I but saw. But does it have as much to do with the movies, or does it have more to do with your expectation for the movie? Because I didn't I'm, nearly have that high. Okay. Hopes. Well, I, I wonder because but, I had I, I and admittedly I do what I, I normally don't do, which is like poison the well. I told you very much how I felt and how I think you would feel. Right. So I don't know if that maybe tampered with your expectations of it as well. It, it definitely had most to do with with what I was hoping for and what I ended up getting, which which you know we can get into it. But there wasn't a whole lot of creature in it. So your yeah your big issue with it was like a personal swerve issue as opposed to yeah okay like you had set yourself up. For- Here's the problem I have with Dottie's take on this. And this is when I started texting the other night. And I thought we'd have fun busting balls, and then he said I'm going to take my own life. So I said, all right, buddy, I'll see you at the oh. Fortress Show Society. Oh. <laughs> um, I don't oh, think that ne- it was that exact. Never hesitate to reach out if you if you I'll ever feel that way. Games. No, <laughs> lose my number. So Dottie's um Dottie's king dingling of here's That's a, it. Just here's king a shitty cerebral horror Jesse, movie. Can you change my name? To that king has dingling? nothing fucking scary in it at all. It's just about a woman is upset, so we should all be upset. Like Dottie loves those movies. He loves it. Follows. He loves the Babadook. He loves all this horse I don't like the shit. Yes, you do. That is is has been. 
you don't tell me what you like. I'll tell you what you like. replacing the horror genre into this subgenre now that is kind of it's like kudzu. It's taken over the fucking oak tree and now it's its own entity. And what you were saying about this movie is you're like, oh, it's a ham-fisted metaphor. And I'm like, well, you love ham-fisted metaphors. It's true. And there actually is a monster in this movie. A lot of these movies, there is no fucking monster. We find out the woman is depressed and she's looking at Orgy, looking at his phone the whole show, not listening. And so, like, you know, she begins to lose confidence in her ability to entertain because if Orgy won't look up from his phone for one minute in a two-hour show, is there? what else is there? Yeah. And so, like, but there actually is a, this fucking thing lurches out of the woods with the with the teeth and the face and the goddamn horns like i didn't understand when you're like oh there's not a monster I was like well there's more monster than in uh the witch which you go around jacking off into anyone's mouth that will but listen I like about that for how much you reasons. fucking like it's a horrible slow fucking uh uh symbolic goddamn women are witches and men persecute them by the way there's a goat yes so then all is fucking forgiven you you, you came across that sounds to right me, he just came across, and again, I, I'm hypocritical with some of my takes as well, but it, it came across <laughs> very hypocritical to me what he was saying about Antlers as opposed to a shitload of other movies that I know that he enjoys. Right. But I'm not going into each movie with like preset, if it does this, I'm going to like it, or if it does this, I'm not going to like it. It's what I wanted out of this particular movie that I didn't get. But isn't that an incredibly narcissistic thing to say? What I wanted out of this movie, it didn't deliver. That's, that's how what the, this whole fucking show is. How the fuck does that director know what you want out of his movie? He doesn't. That's you okay. say, I want, care, not, I want the not, Care Bear stare to fucking put down this horror I'm monster. I'm not angry at him. I just didn't like the movie. You seem kind of angry about it at the time. You told me never to watch it. Yeah, I think... He always has very, very intense reactions as soon as he leaves the theater. And they're very different than the 24 hours later. That was That's what I remember from Halloween Kills. There's normally some booze involved, he, too. He saw it <laughs> first. It's dad yeah. stuff. You gotta fucking... He saw on. Halloween Kills and came into the shop the next day and said, I, I, I don't know if I want to watch it again because I might change my mind about it. I don't know. I, so, I think I talked to him the minute he got out. He's... But man, that's butt size exactly, and that was oh, the for Halloween kills. Yes, yeah. It, oh, there's so oh, many great kills. So. I ran, I ran out of there because I didn't want to talk to anyone about it. I was afraid. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, if we talk about it, it's good. we're gonna, we're gonna uncover right. feeling. You had this perfectly encapsulated good feeling, and then as soon as you started thinking about it for more than a few you seconds, know, a, a Fabergé like, yeah, developed like, some cracks, oh. becoming disillusioned. Um, this movie's not nearly as bad as you said. It's not great. Uh, there's some, there's too much kid shit, I would say. Yeah. I'm with you on that. I don't like when movies focus on children. So do I. Children are annoying. They don't know how to write children. If they, they, they don't write them smartly. Nor, more, the best kid in a movie is, um, the little girl in Waterworld. And that's because they kick her off a hard hour balloon at the very end of it. <laughs> oh, I think you say short round, but you know. Short round is fucking great. And it's hard to find good kid actors. Very difficult. Yeah. I think a lot of my favorite movies, there's not even one kid. Like, The Big Trouble in Little China, you don't even know if they're able to reproduce <laughs> in that fucking movie. And you watch Hunt for Red October, there's no kids running around on that goddamn uh, Not usually on submarines, no. Uh, I, I thought it was uh, it was dark. It was uh, an interesting... I like the Wendigo. That is, spoiler alert, that's mm -hmm. the creature. Uh, I like that creature um, in comic form goat, in like a lore, like Native American lore, they always talk about it. So when you kind of figured out, that's what was ripping everybody apart. Gruesome. There's some crazy fucking kills in it. And I thought the creature was cool. Like when you finally do see it, and it's actually wearing the dad's face yeah. at the very end of the movie. Oh, shit. Yeah. Now, again, Felicity should not be able to mark that thing out with a flagpole and, and you know, 
that that well, but it had just eaten, so that's when you can kill a one. I, I guess it was tw- twenty-five feet tall, yeah. talion, talons, and it could stand back up on its fucking feet. The one part of oh, that was my favorite Rocky nickname, by the way, the Italian talons. It's not bad. It's yeah. actually it would have worked better. He didn't. It didn't work out for Apollo, but maybe it'll work out for him. What What, what did you think of the movie before we get any further into I, it? I think it was a. Uh, 30 to 40 minute movie that was stretched out over 90 minutes okay that was my main takeaway was when is something going to happen while also being angry at a lot of the people on screen for their decisions okay i i couldn't figure out what sort of school district anywhere in the country would go well all these kids show up smelling like meth but what are you gonna do it's just like what like and the sheriff can't put anybody in jail and nobody can look out for any kid in the entire it felt like the whole city had just sort of given up on everything right and it was very depressing and the visual tone of the movie went along with that it didn't feel like i was horrified it felt like i was sad well it does say it is not a horror movie it okay is mystery and thriller is what it is uh i don't know so much thrilling about i it. guess there's no depressor genre as opposed to a thriller okay. what, did you think of the, what did you think of the creature i thought the creature was cool yeah and i liked the fact that it was uh, parasitic in that way, like where it was shedding skin and becoming more and more as it went on. Like you saw that first guy that was in the mineshaft meth lab that got taken over by the antlers creature when they found his husk in the woods. You're like, oh, that's not, that's weird. That's and, not good. And then, you know, you, I, I, I think I was thrown off by the glowing rib cage uh, by the old man in the attic or by the, the father in the attic. But the creature was cool. I thought the mythology behind it was pretty cool. And overall, the story, if it had been more compact and not focused so much on the everyday trials and tribulations and the past of, I think it could have just been literally about this kid and the town dealing with the monster as opposed to, hey, I'm back living with my brother. I'm a recovering alcoholic, but that never rears its ugly head other than staring longingly at a liquor bottle at the convenience store. I think there were too many threads that they tried to water down the soup with also if you're gonna do a metaphor for child abuse it's gonna kind of take away from it if the dad the entire time is trying to protect his kids from the fucking wendigo infection because remember he's the one who walls himself up and then when the one young kid develops the symptoms he grabs him to save the other kid as well so i i don't know about look i'm not saying it's a great movie no 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 what i'm saying is it if you like horror movies with a big fucking horn creature at the end, um, it ain't that bad. No. And and I like Jesse Plemons a lot. Like, he's a good actor, and I like seeing him in movies. His character was somewhat inconsequential. You kind of knew he was going to get murked the whole time. Right. By the way, why did he survive? To me? I kept saying to my wife, I'm like, look, look, there's a reason why he took that thing and beat the creature off. Not, not beat the creature off. Um, Warded it away. He, he jacked yes. the creature off. Yeah, I was yeah. like, he's gonna, he's oh, gonna, that's have a, right. He's gonna have a big save at the end, but probably get eviscerated. The sacrifice. Yeah. Nothing ever happens. He waits in the truck while Felicity goes down there and beats the thing to death with a fucking flagpole. Yeah, and I, alert. I think having those two recognizable actors almost took away from the rest of the cast. Okay. Because everybody else was almost nondescript, and you had these faces that you've seen dozens, if not hundreds of times before in other things, and you're like, oh, well, there's Felicity. Oh, hey, there's the guy from Breaking Bad. Oh, I remember him and this, that, and the other. And the kid is just sort of sitting there looking sad the entire time, and the townsfolk are non-existent. The kid was a good actor, though. Yeah. I mean, you never not believe that. The the guy that I had to look his name up, but you would recognize him. His name is Graham Green. He played the action. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Love him. 
whenever there is a native, I'll say it's very stereotypical. But whenever there is a, you need a Native American in a movie. He's your guy. Well, he is. He's always go- fucking <laughs> he's good. He's the go-to, and yeah. he's the cop. I'll never forget. He's the cop in Die Hard with a Vengeance that's in the school and they yeah. think Simon Gruber is going to blow up the oh, fucking yeah. fucking awesome. Come on! He's like doing handsprings over there. Like, dude, you're a little heavy to be doing that. Um, I love that guy whenever yeah. he shows up. But he's in the Thunderheart with uh, with Val Kilmer. Oh, wow. It's fantastic. Um, I, I didn't mind. I didn't hate it as much as Dotson did, I guess. It's basically yeah, what I, I brought it up. I honestly think I would have been better off watching it at home. I saw it in the theater. Yes, I, I would agree. I guys, I, I had no expectation. I sat, and you also, I think it helped that you told me it was shit because then I was like, "Well, it's not can't it's be not that, that bad." Yeah. I even asked my wife. I didn't tell her that you said it was shit. I was like, "Dotson hated this," and she was surprised by that. Did the creature remind you of the creature in the ritual? Yes, it and was like a, a, a if, if if you sucked all the HGH out of that ritual creature, <laughs> it was the antlers guy. And I think that is another reason that it didn't work for me as much as I just kept thinking about the ritual and how much I liked Great that fucking movie. movie. So. There was just enough in common for me to just wish that I was rewatching the ritual. Gotcha. I feel like if there had been more general menace toward the town from the creature, that would have added a little bit Wasn't to it. Wasn't that as Booker well. T's character before he became Booker T? <laughs> I, I'm not 100% general, sure. General, general menace. menace. <laughs> One time, May Young sat on my face and I saluted her. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but, he, but the creature spent the most most of the movie locked in the attic getting fed roadkill sure. and or whatever Skunks. until it finally just sort of busted out and did its thing at the very end. What a horrible was- way to fall asleep, by the way. You're staring at the door where your father's turning into this <laughs> antler creature and he wants to mur- murder you. And speaking of horrible things and fathers, that um, I didn't need to see crying fetal position dad oh, in that the was flashback. really weird. I thought there was going to be a little bit more, I don't want to say visceral evidence of the abuse but it was very much just sort of creepy and and unfortunate it was was, trying to do i think the movie thought it was more than than what it was that's where i think and i i think one of the things i saw was that it was based off a short story a very short story story. and so is the thing yeah right all right well i just look yeah i think i fall somewhere between you two gentlemen in in that regard as far as my appreciation for the the movie the one thing about the tube is we we don't agree on all the movies, but I know when I'm sitting watching a movie, I'll be like, Tube would like this. I, I feel very confident in that. And I would assume that he does for me. Vice versa. Yeah. So if it's that far off the mark, I, w- I always kind of want to at least discuss it. Well, and that's why I think, yeah, your initial reaction of, well, don't watch this. You're going to hate it because of X, Y, and Z. That's usually a pretty good checklist. Like the woke yes. warning. The, uh, yeah, yeah, the- yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if, it's, if the movie is, is going to tell me that I'm a piece of shit for two and a half hours, I'd rather not watch that. Yeah, life does enough of that. I don't need a movie to do it. So. Most assuredly. I watched The Ritual, though. It's much better than... Yeah, I think uh, much, it's still on Netflix. Much, it is. It most assuredly is. It's tremendous. Okay, boys. Do we have our... Oh, where's our, uh, where's our music, Daddy? Let's wrap this up. I've got football to watch. That's when men get together to put on a little show every Sunday. You should check it out sometime. A little show? Well, I'm just saying his dad might hug him every once in a while. He thought he was watching football on Sundays instead oh, of rewatching dear. Shutter Island over and over. Well, then. Hey, wrap this up. I gotta get out of here. <laughs> uh, Goats, did you have uh, something for us? Or would you like to go first? Uh, yes, actually. Uh, I saw... Let's see. Let me get to this. You want me to go first? Yeah, you go first. Oh, there we go. Loading was before. Here we go. Will Will the box office scuttle Matrix reboot possibilities? I'm sure. Well, we learned that people don't go out to movies anymore because of the uh, the COVID outbreak, right? And, and that's, yeah, that's kind of the argument being made in this, uh, I guess, think piece is, uh, you know, the box office for Matrix, incredibly disappointing. 
depending on your point of view, but also it was immediately available for everyone who has HBO Max, which yeah, has... That was the same for Mortal Kombat, and that was like Kong vs. Godzilla. It's been an impact on yeah. some box office receipts, and you can't compare it to Spider-Man because, again, tentpole MCU movie only available in theaters around at the same time as The Matrix was, but it's also... It's going up against that juggernaut, which was a cultural event, I would uh, hate I, to say. I slightly disagree with you, Go. The Matrix is a monster franchise, and if they released a Fast and the Furious movie the same way they released this Matrix movie, and it was one that what people wanted and enjoyed, yeah. it would make a billion dollars. Okay. So I, I, I think that this the, the pandemic excuse is a real one, but it's also become an excuse of convenience. We've had plenty of successful movies over the past year and a half. I, I can say. see that. I think but the, the direct impact on ticket sales is that you could watch it at home on HBO Max. And, and why would you? But also, I mean, The Matrix is a dormant franchise up until this came out, for the most part, where the, the MCU and even the, the Fast and Furious movies, they're still active and have a huge following. I, again, I will disagree. Yeah. If you go back and look at the box office for Kong vs. Godzilla, people mm -hmm. wanted to, and that was back when the, the pandemic was way scarier yeah. than it is now. Uh, people knew that's a big fucking movie. I got to go see this on a big screen. True. W what screams that more than The Matrix? I think The Matrix yeah. sucks, and, and they want to come up with an excuse saying anything but this is a bad movie. Right. And so they will use every... They'll do it for some movies and not for others. I don't think this is ever going to go away so long as we're having the duality of home versus in theater. There's always going to be you know a blame or an excuse or something like that. It's an out. Yeah. At this point... I don't know. I just don't fucking care. When I when I see these headlines, I just keep scrolling. I just won't watch the. I mean, they can make a next one if they want. I won't watch it because I know that they're bad. And it's like, I'll just go back and watch the first three over and over again. Like, I'll have less energy about that moving forward. But if they made a really good fucking Matrix movie, it probably would do better. Okay. Would you agree with that? I can see that. Yeah. You I honestly just think it's COVID? And, no, no. I don't, Max? I don't think it's... Yeah, I think a lot of it is the fact that you could watch it at home. I think that's why just the box office specifically. I guess we're going to see what happens when it go, comes out overseas because that seems to be the either savior or complete nail in the coffin for things uh, performing at the box <laughs> office these days. Mortal Kombat did more numbers than Justice League Snyder Cut. That is on the HBO Max app. If this fucking thing was murdering on the HBO Max True. app and people were going back and watching it over and over again, we're not having this conversation. Yeah. So, I mean, you can blame the box office, but there's been other entities that have fucking it just found fizzles. success there. Yeah. It just comes out and fizzles or it's a big success. Suicide at home, Squad so. did better than this fucking movie. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Dune made so much money and got so much you know traction on how, how quickly Max did they greenlight the that time. sequel they greenlit the sequel same weekend and they brought it back in december for another imax run wow because the movie was so fucking good that yes. you had the people that sat on their asses saying oh my god i need to go to a movie theater to see this by the way i'd still like to do that is that coming back out on the uh, I, I, think, I think it had a limited run oh. in early December. It, it hit. It hits Blu-ray this week. It's actually. good. Yeah, do, yeah, do I pre-ordered that shit. Do you think that if this Matrix had come out earlier in the year, when movies were starting to come back to theaters, as like the one big movie on a weekend by itself, right. do you think that would have given it a boost? I think that it's also very different. The Spider-Man thing. That's was what just I'm saying. It was up against a juggernaut, all-consuming. Yeah. Like that's all anyone was talking about. I mean. They should have done it before that came out, because no, but no other movie mattered once for the, for the fucking three weeks on either yeah. side of that goddamn movie. Which is to Disney's credit, I mean, it's an, it's a you know a pop culture event. I feel like we say that all the time. I mean, how often how often did, did Indiana Jones movies come out when we were kids or Back to the Future? I mean, every three, three or four years, years 
at at the best. Marvel, yeah, Marvel's got two or three of those a fucking year now yeah. that they do that. They can build that level of hype around it. It's, it's unbelievable. So I think that definitely was you know competition at the box office sure. was a big deal. But yeah, I think there's. Also, it is a subpar movie. It is. As far as expectations are concerned. Also, so. fuck The Matrix. Yeah, there you go. Cool. Sorry. Was, you yeah. mean the movie th- franchise or the actual no, construct that, of the that, alternate reality? No, I love that part of it. Um, <laughs> you guys don't know pleasure when you're doing a movie show and you just watch Jim Jester sensually eat a breakfast burrito in the back corner as you're doing the show. I've never seen him look at any family member the way that he was looking at that breakfast burrito. <laughs> And in moderation, you're just slowly working it's it down in his pie hole. Hey I there, love boy. it. It was fucking great. I'm sorry. Yeah, your turn, Donnie. Uh, we actually just talked about Spider-Man, and um, I pulled a Variety Story uh, interviewing Andrew Garfield, um, reprising his role as stinks. Peter Parker. What? That sentence stinks. Uh, um, Trust I me. Know. I I'm saw that story, and I'm like, well, I guess I could use this one. They're all about this dumb shit now. <laughs> I mean, dude, well, we've talked about maybe scrapping Hollywood stories entirely. I pulled a variety story about Andrew Garfield and his role in Spider-Man. I just... Hey, man, you, everything else is You fucking, did nothing wrong. It's, yeah, it's just it, an awful sentence. Everything else is fucking COVID or James Corden. I know. So. You're right. I don't, or, I don't know what to tell you guys. Or COVID what? or James Corden, by the way. Which one would you take? Quick, quick, quick. <laughs> I'd rather go to sleep for I don't a few need days. my lungs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I don't run all that often anyways. <laughs> yeah. I, oh, there's also stories about uh, Nicolas Cage potentially being a dark horse candidate for best actor for his role in Pig. Love that. By the way, I watched about five minutes of that movie. Yeah. You, Antlers is like fucking Blues Brothers compared oh, to fucking... Oh, really? I heard you were talking about a depressing ass fucking upsetting. movie. Oh, yeah. my God. Not what people... I turned it off. I was like, I can't watch this oh, before I go to bed. I'm going to kill myself. So I don't think the three Not of us dotty. have all discussed... <laughs> Uh, Spider-Man No Way Home together. I, I thought Andrew Garfield was one of the best parts of the I agree. movie. And we've said so many times on the show that those Mark Webb movies with him in it are fucking unwatchable. They're terrible. They're horrible movies. And uh, I was really happy to see him kind of get his um, by the end of this movie. And he, they, they were asking him, why'd you come back? And obviously there's a fat paycheck attached <laughs> well, to right. this. But he, he did really go into some detail about getting some closure with that character that he never got beforehand, and that's pretty fucking cool. And I was happy for him, and I was happy to see that. Um, you know, he said the biggest part for him that brought him back was he read the script and saw that he gets to save MJ and sort of have that closure as his right. character as Peter Parker after he let uh, Gwen Stacy die, mm-hmm. or, or she accidentally died You know, when he could have saved her. Um, so I, I thought that really worked for me, and uh, I appreciate when... Actors do have this type of enthusiasm. You know, we talk about Hugo Weaving. He's like, fuck Lord of the Rings. And I think, like, he wa- he wants to be an actor. He's going to be probably nominated for an Oscar. He does, like, the fucking musical he's in, I have no interest in watching. But he, he clearly wants to do these types of, of movies. Well, but he's, he's also, still like... really young, right? Yeah, I think he's in, like, his uh, late 20s, early 30s. Yeah, so he's- and, and he, but he is, you know showing people that he does care he did care about playing Spider-Man and Peter Parker he is unhappy with how all that ended and he was happy to have another run in he didn't say this outright but in a better movie it made it palpable on the screen that he he seemed to enjoy it the mo- I, yes. maybe it was written yeah. that way or they, they they shot it that way but out of the three Spider-Men he was like the most, I'm Spider-Man, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, when he had the the great bit where he jumped on the ceiling to prove that he was yeah. Spider-Man. And like he had that fun bit they when they first put him through the him. portal. Yeah. So. And I think the witty stuff he did as Peter Parker was pretty good. It's not so cutesy kid like yeah. the Tom Holland stuff. You know, he's not talking about that old movie Empire Strikes Back or whatever that fucking line was. In, in no, really, what's your name? Otto Octavius? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, I think... 
he did kind of the witty, snarky Peter Parker really well. And in those two Mark Webb movies, they were just total disasters. So yeah. I, I, it was nice to see someone say, yeah, I was unhappy with this, but I got some closure and I, I do like this character and, and kind of what it brought me. I think those two amazing Spider-Man movies also suffered from being too close to his turn in the social network. Mm. Where it was just, I think everybody was really tired of a lot of I'm that sort of, of stuff. Yeah, and physically. So, so having him show up, oh great, he's Spider-Man. What's he just going to show up and mope around for four hours on screen for these two movies? And then, so having that distance from those two movies specifically also helps him. Is to it be Army to, Hammer who played the Lone Ranger? Yeah. yeah. Do you remember when like, I didn't know who that guy was and he was getting every fucking role everywhere. in Hollywood. Yeah. Like, I, that, it, Gar, Andrew Garfield had that vibe for me where I'm like, why is this you're tapping this motherfucker like there was nothing about him to me that screamed this guy's a unique talent and uh you know it's nice to see like you having some feel you're never gonna find more success than you're gonna do through failure you know like that's kind of the way the world works um and it was nice he and i like the fact that he kayfabed it the whole time too i'm not in this fucking movie yeah right stop asking me about it like i i like that so yeah i'm rooting for him i I'd go see whatever shitty movie they made with him in it with Spider-Man. Yeah, that I mean that's terrible fucking the, punk pile of shit. That's where that the his role in No Way Home and, and really this article brought me to is okay. Well, if they gave him another shot, maybe with a different creative team and not the writer and director of those last two, I would I would be there. What's Tobey Maguire doing? Jack shit. We'll do a Spider-Man movie <laughs> here. The Spider-Man. Well, <laughs> he's probably probably repaving his driveway for the hundredth time with those paychecks. Could be. Yeah. Well, they yeah there was a I think groundswell of support for. Give Andrew Garfield his third Spider-Man movie because he's the only Spider-Man who only got two. I guess. So. Yeah, yeah so it's like, but why? Yeah, he, he I mean, ha this was his third Spider-Man movie. It worked out just great. It's enough Spider-Man. Let's roll. I've, yeah, I have enough Spider-Man in my <laughs> life. He's got a million video games. He's got a million everything. It's, I'm good on Spider-Man. Um, mine, uh, God damn it, it's superhero related, kind of. So Ben Affleck came out and he did an interview with the Los Angeles Times. You know he's gonna be fifty. I didn't know wow. that. Wow, good for him. Did you he guys looks fucking great? Have you revisited Smoking Aces recently? Not recently, no. Never not seen a, it. It's not as good as it's not as good as everyone thinks it is. Yeah, it, I cannot believe the cast they assembled for that fucking. It's incredible. Movie. It, it's every time someone turns around, you're like, oh my god, that's that's Chris Pine. Oh and, my god, there's Ben Affleck. Well, like, and it's a great combination of people who were already big deals and people who have gone on to become big yeah. deals since. And it's Ray Liotta before he, he kind of became a punchline. It's Ryan. It's a Ryan Reynolds movie. Um, Clive it, Owen's not in that? Uh, no. But it, oh, shoot him up. I get those two that's movies. That's a bad movie, too. I get them confused. <laughs> this movie, though, culminates. You're like, this is going to be the most unbelievable fucking heist action sequence of all time. And then it just limp dicks its way through a very bizarre ending. But anyway, uh, Ben Affleck is in that movie. And he's he's in it for maybe a cup of coffee. Oh, a nanosecond. Yeah. He's like in it for a, like a Jay and Silent Bob fucking type of deal. Yeah. So anyway, he does this interview and talking about how he's not, you know, directing the Batman and all this other shit that he's doing. And I and I I was on Twitter yesterday, and uh, Joss Whedon was trending, and that's how I found this interview. And it's everybody saying Joss Joss Whedon's a horrible person. Let's kill him. Let's find him. Storm the castle walls. He's a piece of shit. We'll never. He's already been canceled. I think two or three times. Like I think it's finished for this guy. But I was like, wow, what did fucking Ben Affleck say about Joss Whedon? This is crazy. So I read the whole interview, um, and there's nothing in there at all about Joss Whedon. It's huh. about how when he was doing Justice League, his marriage was ending, and there was all this horrible stuff going on oh. in his personal life, and so 
So and then, he was having a crisis. Zach, I mean, Zack Snyder had that tragedy. Yeah, the, the Zack Snyder tragedy. And like, he said there was a bunch of tragedies, so he said it was an unpleasant process making this movie. Not once does he say Josh Whedon is an asshole. Maybe, or that he doesn't want to be Batman. It's not even or implied. That, yeah, it's, yeah. He basically says, I would have handled this differently in my 30s than I would now that I'm getting close to 50. It was more about like him like kind of aging and going through life. And everyone just immediately said, this guy, let's kick the shit out of him again. So then I went back and I said, well, what the fuck is up with Joss Whedon? Because I remember Ray Fisher, who's the cyborg, had mm-hmm. a, a problem with him. But I remember reading what he was accusing him of. And I, I was like, well, he doesn't touch anybody. He doesn't smack anybody. He doesn't say any, like, you know, slurs. or I, I couldn't figure out. I went back and the Hollywood Reporter has got a blow-by-blow of all of the controversies okay. surrounding Joss Whedon. When I tell you I was mystified after it, one of them is Scarlett Johansson is just the Hulk's uh, gatekeeper in Age of Ultron, that she's not strong enough with booked. And I'm like, well, what the fuck? I mean, if you're putting any stock in Age of Ultron, yeah, that's you're already a, making that's already a mistake. already a bad movie. They're the all, offense there is that Age of Ultron is terrible. They're all yeah. over him for Buffy. They're all over him for Serendipity. I'm like, you're, basically what people are mad at is they're taking the lens of 2021 Shining it on an entity that existed three decades ago and saying, why aren't you more like what we like in 2021? That, that seems to be what they're mad at him about. Now, a couple of people said he's a dick on the set, but not to the extent of what he's being accused of. Like, I cannot figure out why everyone is so fucking mad at him, except that maybe he's an asshole on the set. Yeah, I've seen individual accounts of actors over the years. I think, was it uh, was it Charisma Carpenter? Was it that, that whole thing like uh, where he's had issues? with individuals okay and it's gotten really weird and really personal and he's not been able to compartmentalize his personal issues with people versus their professional relationship and so that's kind of a sort of workplace harassment situation where people throw that word harassment around a lot and i don't know that's what i'm saying that's where the line gets blurred is if you have a personal issue with somebody and you can't separate that from getting the job done that's a problem but i i haven't seen a whole lot of the floodgates didn't open with accusations over the years from individuals who had actual encounters with him on set. He, that I'm were bad. sure he's an asshole, but but yeah. here, here's here's the quote that everybody was flaming Joss Whedon about. This is Ben Affleck. That was a bad experience because of a confluence of things in my life. My divorce, being away too much, the competing agendas, and then Zach's personal tragedy and the reshooting. It was just the worst experience. It was awful. It was everything I didn't like about this. That became the moment where I said, I'm not doing this anymore. It's not even about like Justice League was so bad because it could have been anything. I, I just feel like that's not an individual at all. There's, right. There's no human being that's the, the linchpin for that. It sounds like it's just my God, life sucks and I don't want to play anymore. I think this says a lot about Affleck as a person and as a co-collaborator. You know, he's also a director. He's a writer and director. I think he really understands other writers and directors. You talk about his relationship with Fincher on the set of Gone Girl. It's really interesting. And and this is really a class act because you know all these interviewers are fishing for oh, sh- say something shitty. He about, didn't even say it. He, yeah. he fucking yeah. juiced it and, out I of mean, him. And and I, I, I'm impressed with the way he handled that right. interview. I think it proves that he is a an absolute pro in Hollywood. I, I th- th- He did an interview with Howard Stern where he said he felt trapped in his marriage with Jennifer Carpenter. And for two days after... Jennifer it, Carter. Garner. Garner. Well, it's definitely Garner. not Carter. Garner. Carter. G-A-R-N. Not Carpenter. Yeah. Oh, we, all, we, all, we all fucked yeah. that up. Sunday morning. Hey. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. uh, all he said was he felt trapped in the marriage, and he got eviscerated on Twitter for three straight days saying that he was being disrespectful and heinous towards that woman. And it was like, 
I, I don't I don't know what to do. Like no one listens to what people actually say. They just read a headline about it afterwards and decide. All right, now wow. who, where where are we kicking? Like where are we going to kick whoever's down now? It was that was such a shining example of that after reading what was actually said and what the reaction was like on social media. But oh, here here's the headline: social media sucks. Rinse, I was going to say there, there you go. The, <laughs> the, the, the moral of the story is don't take Twitter at face value nope. ever. Watch Gone Baby Gone and watch uh, The Town. Those yes. Are, those, are, those are both really good Top movies. Top notch. Really good movies. Cool. All right. Uh, football. Let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> um, Jester, thank you, buddy. Appreciate you. There he is back there. Take as many burritos as you like, big man. Hey, here, boy. <laughs> <laughs> thank you to our audience. Uh, Orgy yes, Beard, indeed. John Page, Corey Rita, and Smoky Mountain, Joe Tannehill. You're not going to believe this. Joe Antman told me he was going to be a little late and then no showed. So, <laughs> least shocking news of the day. Uh, may everybody take a bag of uh, Joe's uh, shrimp chips back there Absolutely. as well. His mom's going to be in a sling for a month after, after harvesting those. <laughs> oh, no. Daddy, thank you, bud. Of course, gentlemen. Uh, happy, happy to be here. Happy to spend my morning with you guys. That's- Lies so on top of lies. <laughs> I believed you. No, thank you, buddy. <laughs> oh, thank you. It's always nice to get in some movie chat. Certainly is. Uh, thank you to everybody that donated and watched live. If you do want to watch these live and you're listening now on the website, uh, just go become a supporter on our Facebook page. Dottie, you look uh, you look tired. I'm I just want to keep talking, though. Can we keep no, talking? I'm I want to go all afternoon. Talking goat. I'm tired of talking dukes. I just want to go up to my shack and get drunk. <laughs>